Thanks for listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's being brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There is Brady Bogan. Right over there is Brett Fesley. Somewhere out there is Big Dick Toledo. Ready to go for this chilly morning. It's cold out. I liked it. Uh, it's a... Maybe the end of the icy cold cold, but it was freezing cold, and I loved it. Fires, and you smelled the smoke in the chimneys. and Covered a plant. Did you cover up last night? You, Yeah, you got to go out. You're in the outskirts. you got to do that stuff. Ugh. Not me. That's the worst. Luckily, I never dip below freezing unless we absolutely have a horrible time. Being in Central, you kind of keep that little extra two or three degree bump, so I don't have to do I did it before. And I'll just buy new plants. I'll let them die. <laughs> I'll plant something that doesn't need to be covered. <laughs> I've been out there putting blankets on plants before, and I'm like, ugh, freezing, miserable. I'm just not doing it. I used to light fires next to a ficus tree I had. Oh, man. Let those burn out all night long. If it burned the tree down, so be it. Or whatever. I'd just get a new tree. Plug one a that, space heater. And one that doesn't need to be, uh, you know, blanketed. Yeah. I don't know why I planted that. Uh, but, yeah, so you, know, you get all your blankets up off the ground today and. Start to start freezing like crazy. And all of it, and I'm not even going to bring Jimmy in for this, all of it on the day that Raquel Welch leaves us. And again, every man knows generational hotness is generational hotness. Rita Hayworth, Grace Kelly, they're old ladies even. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, the, uh, what's her name? The beautiful one. She's 80. Italian broad. Uh, Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren. My Smoke gosh. Show. Even to this day. Yeah. Like, it's just gorgeous. Raquel Welch was another one. 80, 82 years old. I miss and, you, Luana. Yeah. And I tell you right now, it's, uh, you think of her in that picture from Shawshank Redemption hanging on Andy Dufresne's wall. That was an iconic pinup. It's uh, amazing. Just watch that scene. Yeah, you're just watching the, the office. Yeah. It's, uh, here's the thing about Raquel Welch. It was before all the surgery stuff. I mean, she might have had some touch-up stuff done, but in, in the B.C. movie or whatever that thing was called. Un- one, one million years B.C. Yeah, the, the, uh, 
uh, iconic beauty, like one of the prettiest people that's ever wandered the earth, especially in that photo. And as a little kid, you know, you're looking at her and she's 50. And you're like, God, she's gorgeous. And, you know, so she's gone. We lost her. She was on Seinfeld. That Rochelle Rochelle episode is hilarious. And she's probably in her late 50s there. Looks amazing. Mother Jugs and Speed. Mother Jugs and Speed. I mean, iconic beauty passed away yesterday. And it was pre, you know, Jenner, Kardashian, everybody look exactly alike beauty. She had her own beauty. People tried to look like her and failed. You can't. She was symmetrically perfect. And uh, we lost Even in her. that, uh, I remember just watching it, so stupid, but that sci-fi uh, fantastic voyage. Oh, if she was in it. Gorgeous. Uh, we watched it. There was like, oh, there's Raquel Welch. This could be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Can you imagine Raquel Welch's power with the internet? If she had Instagram back in her day. Oh, oh, oh my sweet Lord. Super Bowl numbers. Oh, yeah. She'd be ridiculous. <laughs> There was a there's a girl that uh, who just her her name's Kelsey Calamine, and she's uh, 21 and she has like four million followers and she's got that oh my god what happened here and then you look at her and you're like oh your parents allowed you to do a ton of surgery at an early age it worked she looks amazing but you're like oh all right then you see Raquel Welch pictures and you're like man I don't know if those are real or not but if they are and how long she lasted yeah well ridiculous. so we lost so beautiful in fact. Was uh, she auditioned for the role of Marianne on Ginger on uh, Gilligan's Island? Oh no, kidding! Too beautiful. What about Ginger? Mm, too beautiful. You're too. You're you're going to take away from anything we do here. She tra- anything any role she had on Gilligan's Island. Like it's a show about being funny. I like there was much going on. There we, anyway. Yeah, but I mean, but they're like, yes, the script is so light. It, you're going to be the distraction that no one can. It, we can't do it. No, we, we can't write for you. You're, it's too much beauty for this group. But yeah, and she and kind of right. I mean, Tina Louise was a smoke show. Marianne was a smoke show. Don Wells was hot, but they weren't Raquel Welch hot. All they, gone. They dressed him up both parts. It worked out good. Yeah, she's I mean, the down home girl from Kansas or it, wherever. She could have done either Raquel Welch, but too beautiful. And then of course Shawshank Redemption, which is. Again, generational beauty. It starts off with Rita Hayworth on his wall, which is the Shawshank Redemption and uh, something about Rita Hayworth is the original title. And then, uh, and then as he as he progressed through time, he got new pinups. And the last one was Raquel Welch, who you throw the rock through and find out Andy Dufresne's tunnel was right behind that little cupcake. Oh, and, uh, gorgeous picture in the first bikini ever. Back in the caveman days. That's, <laughs> That's right. That for. That's right. They had bikinis a million years before. It was the original before. bikini. Yeah. yeah. Before Christ showed up, they were uh, covering up just proper. One million years prior. And she's like, you know what? One piece? Nah, I'm working too hard. I got a good stomach. I'm going to show this off. If we only knew about thongs back then, my God. But yeah, Raquel Welch, dead at the age of 82. And uh, one of the last of the uh, originals. Now, she had a lot of surgery towards the end there to keep it up, but... I saw an interview with her yesterday, and she was probably in her 60s. And I'm like, whatever she's doing still works. And the interviewer said, you, you've you been uh, considered one of the most beautiful people that has ever been on the planet. And she goes, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> like, is it? Is that? You have to, man, i got to carry that torch around now. I think I'd just strut around until I wasn't one of those. Not that great an actress. Really Didn't need to be. Kind of one of the uh, original 
In a way, the original Instagram girl. Why is she famous again? You know, she's just so hot. No Don't give her what, too many lines. Yeah, whatever she did. Eh. She the original Cindy Margolis or sort of yes yeah, yeah. kind of I, yeah and I saw Paige Baranek at the golf thing and she's taking pictures and I was a few feet away from oh, her. Oh, how in person? Incredible. Okay, looks right. good. Looks just the same. Very. You know what was uh, striking about her was her um, attitude. She was taking some pictures with some people and she just seemed real bubbly and happy about it. It wasn't there was no pretense or whatever. Very pretty lady. And then you look at her next to Raquel Welch. She's just an average you know run of the mill hot chick. Blonde, big boobs, bimbo kind of thing. God Raquel was different. Raquel was different. So uh, you think about the ones that, that like the Sophia Loren. I thought uh, Linda Evans is. Yeah, she was butchered pretty up pretty good though. But she was pretty in her yeah. day, and you know the, all the all the ladies that John Derrick banged. Bo Derrick, Linda Evans, <laughs> yeah, he didn't stray. Ursula Andress. The they all looked exactly yeah. alike. Yeah, and Margaret back in the day too. And Margaret, oh, smoke show again. <laughs> Not a lot of talent there. No. So we've always I would have had taken that. a run out of gr- grumpy old men. Oh, oh yeah. And who was in the next one? Sophia Loret. I mean, they went after the old ladies that w- that they knew people in their twenties, thirties, and forties would still throw it in. There aren't a lot of eighty-year-old ladies you want to toss it in that are novelty, that are still like better than you know. Most guys want to upgrade by going to the Instagram youth. No, uh, if you give me that Merkel Rel- Welch and any of those Instagram girls, and I'm going for the legend. Uh, even now, when she's you know. Those are a few that day the, out. The expiration date stretched for them. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're non perishable. No, exactly. Because yeah. you can close your eyes and picture that bikini picture on uh, Andy Dufresne's wall. So we lost it. We lost a gem, and I don't know that we have any more of those. I know we've got a lot of hot people, but I don't know if we got any more of them. There's so many. It's just the world is saturated with pictures of hot women. I even looked last night at Maggie Sajak because Pat Sajak parades his daughter around on Wheel of Fortune. Now at the end, she does like. Check me out at Maggie Say Maggie Sajak blah blah blah. She like for no reason just does a commercial for her Instagram nice. at the end of Wheel of Fortune. So I looked. She's hot, but then you're like, that's Pat Sajak's daughter. This is odd, and she looks great. But you're looking right now. I've, I've got a bunch of people going to their phones looking right now because they brought up Maggie Sajak. And I don't know if it's a, a surprise because it's Pat Sajak's daughter, but at the end of every Wheel of Fortune, there she is. It's all right, she's pretty. Yeah. I think they're grooming her to get uh, Vanna off the stage because she's she's going to spin some letters here. That's her future. But she's, Vanna was pissed. The green dress down on the bottom, she's pretty. But, I mean, we're just oversaturated with uh, – this sounds terrible. There's we're so many. Oversaturated with beautiful women. It, it sounds like a you know, pretty good problem to have. But uh, women who think they're beautiful. Everybody thinks they're Raquel Welch on their Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Filters. But not many of them are. Most of them have stuffed in gigantic uh, pillows and put in a fake ass or sucked out a bunch of fat. I don't know if Raquel ever had that option back in the mid-60s. She had to just look like that until doctors caught up with her. to make it. And actually, she might be one of the reasons why plastic surgery jumped so fast. Based upon... Been looking at, uh, yeah. her, she's like, God, how do I look like this? Like, we I gotta, want that figure we right got to come up with methods that make it so we can, you know... Suck out some fat, add some ass, put some cans in. Raquel Welch might have been like a catalyst for all the surgery we see today. I'd like to go with that theory. Anyway, we miss her already. And you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever done a a Raquel tug. Well, maybe you should try it. Like, you know what? In, in honor, honor, in honor yes. of, I think we should all go back and watch a little 1 million BC. 
Give it's it going to be the most streamed show on Netflix today. <laughs> Phoenix has a spike for some reason. At about 11.30, this dude's going home for lunch. And Just finished Mother Jugs and Speed. Yeah, Mother Jugs and Speed's a good one. That's a good one. She's in that t-shirt. That's terrible movie. I don't think she's... Has she been in any good movies? I don't know. Like, if, any, if anybody's similar to today's standard of fame, it's Raquel Welch. Wasn't she in a... Uh... She was in a John Wayne movie. I don't know. West. That's what I'm saying. You can't even yeah. name it. Famous for just being hot. That, that She's one of the original, like, just 40 years of fame, and you can't really name anything she's done that's good. I mean, not much of anything. I, I, I just go to Seinfeld. Her, her parts on Seinfeld were hilarious, but I don't uh, think she's ever done anything that was really anything. These are the four she's known for. The Three Musketeers. Well, that could have been anybody. What's that say? Myra Breckenridge? Yeah. Okay, she's known for movies I don't I've never heard of, and I'm pretty good at this pop culture thing. So. I think that Hanny Calder's the uh John It Wayne could be one. the John. Yep. Yep, we think, but we don't know. She's just famous for being a smoke show. Look at that. Look at that face. Oh it's... man, oh man, I don't know what movie that is. I'm watching it. Hanny Calder. It's an old western, but the poster is just it looks like uh, Lana Rhodes is about to have another gangbang yeah. with some hillbillies. She's not in Creed Three, that's no. for sure. That just for some reason that <laughs> popped up. <laughs> Although uh, Adonis Creed would be so lucky yes. to bang her right before a fight. That's right. It's not John Wayne. It's Robert Culp. Okay. Either way, we, Borg my point being, we don't know. She's hot now. That's all you. Have Nor to, do we care. That's all you have to worry about. A legendary uh, woman, hot for the sake of being hot, famous because she's hot, period, that's it. In the day and age before they shaved anything, you wanted to see it. She changed the game. Yeah, all right. Well, Raquel Wells, we'll miss you. you How did she get her start? Just as a model or? She, somebody saw her and went, you're going to be famous. Yeah. That was it. That's how you there get you your go. start. So it's the Pamela Anderson thing. Yeah. Yeah. Iconically beautiful. And uh, as far as we can tell, you know, for the most part of the beauty, pretty natural until it didn't have to be anymore. Until, until the 80s came along and it's like, you, you need to start, you know, looking like you used to. Even there, whatever surgery she had kept it pretty legit. Anyway, goodbye, Raquel. We'll miss you. We'll tug in your honor today. We will tug in your honor. We will tug one out. Tug one out to the late Raquel Welsh, everybody. Today. She had a, she had a daughter, right? Who? Did she have a daughter? Tawny. Tony Welch. Any good? A lot of uh, the high bar in the Welch family. She's oh, pretty, yeah. but I mean, she didn't age well. She was pretty for a while, but. Yeah. But I mean, your mom's Raquel Welch. You imagine dating her? She's very pretty. You date her and you go home and there's Raquel by the pool. You guys want to come out in the pool? I'm like, Mike, I get a beat I saw this on Pornhub. Sorry. I, I get a, <laughs> yeah, I get a beat off to your mom. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, did did Tawny live? Is she still around? Um, That's why I was wondering. I don't, I don't remember. I think she probably she's sixty one. Yeah, she's, 61. yeah, she's still, around. still around. What has she been in? That's oh, right. she was in Cocoon. Cocoon. Yeah. Cocoon Tawny Walsh. She, she was in a Cocoon. few movies. She actually has a better history of film than her mom. Both Cocoons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> don't hold her to that. She took the money on the second one. <laughs> Who knew Cocoon was going to be such a big deal? Forty nine year old Wilford Brimley is uh, possibly the answer to that. Falcon anyway. Crest. Oof. Yeah, she did some stuff. The she was, actually... was shagging a rotten and cocoon. <laughs> was the goot nailing Tawny Welch? I think you might be right. <laughs> he was a little bit older than Wilford Brimley, but Wilford was the leader of the elderly. Still can't get over the fact Wilford Brimley 
is younger than I am today in Cocoon. That guy hasn't aged a bit. <laughs> I am 50. He looks exactly the I'm, same. I'm 50 and a half, and he is younger than I am right now when he did Cocoon. And you watch it, and you're like, he doesn't look as old as you remember, but he always looked so old. Like, you, like you could see maybe, but no, he's 49 years old in he, Cocoon. The best, best actor playing older. Parts. He had no choice, even if he's acting young. He was, he was the grandfather on a show with Chad Allen and... Uh, Deidre Hall. can't remember the name of the show. He was the grandfather in that. I remember that. In the mid-80s, early 90s. And, yeah, and the guy might have been 55, 6, 7 years old. He looked like he was 100. Crazy. Oh, that's right. Vader brings it up. Uh, she was a Bond, uh, she was a Bond, was a Bond girl yeah. on Thunderball. Thunderball. Forgot right. about that one. Yeah, lumped into that. But, eh. Not too many Bond girls weren't anything more than just Playboy Playmates. There was a oh, couple yeah. that popped That's Connery. Yeah. I believe Thunderball. Yeah. Oh. She was in the good ones. Thunderbolt. But yeah, Raquel is gone. Great stuff. Give her a tug today. What was that? Katie Elder? What was the name of that thing? It wasn't Katie Elder. Uh, Calder. Macaulay Culkin. What? Calder. Calder. No, we forgot name. the movie already. It's so Molly Calder. Oh, uh, we'll go no. with that. Molly Calder. Anyway, that's the tug I'm going to go for later. I got to drop my Jeep off at the dealership at 315. I can get a couple of tugs in between. I leave here probably twelve thirty. I get home about you know, one o'clock. From one to three, I'm going to give at least two tugs to Rackwell Welch. Have to. It's a must. But yeah, that's a big loss. That's a that's an iconic pop culture loss. And all you Instagram girls, Hanny Calder, Hanny Calder. Yeah, write it down. Put it in your notes. All you girls out there thinking that you've invented something uh, by being hot and famous just because you're hot, uh, take a look at this one. She's the OG. Glorious. And people say that's old man talk. This the generational beauty. My grandfather thought Raquel Welsh was hot. I was a child. I thought she was hot. My dad it was a male bonding moment to go. Oh, yeah, well, there's there's a few that just are on the Mount Rushmore of smoke shows. You didn't have a tug together, did you? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to call Dan today, and we're going to FaceTime. We're going to FaceTime out a generational tug. tug. It's a generational tug. And you know what? We might just go out to my grandpa's grave and do it right on the headstone. Oh. This is a generational tug here. Got to fly out to Mount Jewett. It's a little chilly, but a generational tug indeed. I'd ask my dad, but we'll just end up watching the movie. Yeah, that's true. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Two of us, our dicks don't work like they used to do. They were. Hey, remember we could have a generational tug? We can't do that now. There is a Mount Rushmore, and I think she's on it. I'd put Grace Kelly on there. I don't think I can put any of the modern people up there. As many beautiful ladies as there are, even Cliff Kingsbury's girl, or they all are kind of manufactured. Yeah. And it's but Sophia Loren and Sophia Loren's maybe. I'm putting uh, Grace Kelly. I got Raquel Welch. Whew. It gets. I'm a sucker Cindy for Cheryl Ladd. Uh, Cindy Crawford is. She's aging pretty well. She looks great, but uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I'm putting Ann Margaret up there. I mean, look. Ann Margaret is a hard one to ignore when you put the pictures up. Yeah. And her day, pretty solid. Whew. That one right there. Rita Hayworth. I'd put Rita Hayworth up there. Rita Hayworth was absolutely stunning. And a basket case, if you read about oh, her. she's a lunatic? Oh. I mean, they all are, but she I She mean. was just so sad. Like, her story is so, so... Like, she suffered from depression before they knew what depression was. And just let dudes ravage her. Is Marilyn Monroe on the Mount Rushmore? Probably. 
Helen I think only for pop I mean, culture. Well, if we're going to go for like additional, like, all right, she aged into this. Helen Mirren was never one you looked at back in the day and said Mount Rushmore. The fact That's she's true. 80 Early and on, still yeah, pounder. Like, yeah, her cans time. now are better than they've ever been, and she used to show them all the time. Yeah, Rita Hayworth's on that list. That's a good Mount Rushmore, and I, I can't. I, a fourth that I want. I kind of want to be modern with it, but. Jane Mansfield was solid, but I can't. After hearing about Toledo's kid, I can't. Yeah, yeah I just, it just wrecks it. Jane Mansfield's face. She, she's boob blind. Her yeah, face true. is not that great. Rita is everything. And Gilda, forget it. Who? The movie Gilda. Rita Hayworth is just just a book. She hits the she hits the screen, and you're just like, wow. Candace Bergen? No, never. I never really got Kim Murphy Brown. No, I don't want her on my Mount Rushmore. She's all right. Somebody's saying t- uh, Tanya Roberts from the 80, 80s version. She was all yeah, right. Yeah, but she didn't age well. Man, beyond that, you didn't even have to. Just in your iconic days, because Rita Hayworth didn't age well. In your iconic days, you're that, holy crap, famous gorgeousness. Maybe the early first uh, first sightings of Pamela Anderson. That's that iconic beauty. I don't know, Mount Rushmore of uh, hot chicks. Because the the original Pam Anderson look is, it's breathtaking. And then she went and, you know, barbied up. Anyway, Raquel Welch, all gone. We've lost it. Uh, another thing that happened last night that my son's friends, uh, the text threads in my little group text of son's people, went bananas. Everyone calmed down. Mikel Bridges went off for 45 points last night with Brooklyn. And it's 45, 8, and 5 was his I line. told you. And everybody, we gave up way too much. I'm like, it's a game. He's a great player. There's no doubt. Maybe in a different system, he's a scorer. He was not like a super scorer with the Suns because he was a wing perimeter guy. He's a slasher. This is going to happen now and again. He did against a good team, too. The other thing is, if you've been following the Suns, we've always done that. What? Had a player leave and sure. just. Joe Johnson. But, that, yeah. but this was a trade. Difference was they just let Joe Johnson go out the door. You That's got true. something in return. Always remember the Charles Barkley trade was for Tim uh, Tim Perry. What was he? Yeah, it was Tim Perry, Andrew Lang, and Jeff Hornacek. We've won these trades in the past. Jeff Hornacek was a tough give up. Jeff Hornacek could put thirty or forty on a board on a night he's shooting his lights out, and it never. Yeah, look, Jeff Hornacek was a, a two guard in the nineties that you just absolutely must have. Gave him up for Barkley. It works. Calm down. I, I got 30 texts last night. I was texting like crazy, back and forth with Suns friends, and uh, they're all just losing. Oh, Kevin Durant better, better not get hurt because I swear to God, if Mikel Bridges is averaging 28 or 29 points now, what's the difference? I'm like, he didn't do that here. He had time. He had opportunities for championships. The system didn't fit what they're going to let him do up in Brooklyn, which is a free-for-all right now to find out who can do what, and he went nuts. Good for him. And did they win? Yeah, by like seven. A lot of times you got a scorer like that, you don't have blowouts. It's great. Suns are fine. Mikel Bridges is very good. I loved him. The twins are great. And then Cam Johnson had this circus shot last night, uh, threw it over his head. It went in. These two, I swear to God, we're going to watch those guys become the greatest players of all. Nope, 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 nope. The Suns have a, a two year window now with Kevin Durant of actual championships. We didn't have that before. And the screaming and yelling of maybe if we let Mikel Bridges, nope, hindsight, let him go. Let go, let go. Your girlfriend is with a new, a new man, and she's uh, honeymoon riding him. What you're missing? Yeah, honeymoon riding him, and you happen to get a. Imagine that if you uh, had your ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, and you could peek in the window of what she's doing to the, the new guy. Is she's putting the show on again? 
And she quit trying with you a long time ago. Now she's got to she's got to sell herself again. There's a lot more grinding. There's a lot more blowing. There's a lot more hand action. Maybe even a thumb in some places. It, it, she's going to put her best effort forth. And you he'll... saw what happened when Tommy went to Tampa. <laughs> right, stuff like that happens. You can't watch it. That's the difference. If your ex wife and you were, if your ex girlfriend and you were together, and you know didn't quite have that spark anymore, and then you see her with someone else, and you happen to be in the window watching, you're going to be, where was that with me? That's all that's happening with Mikel. He's got a little breath of fresh air in him. He's putting on a show. He's got some more adrenaline. It'll calm back down. He'll become the player you know he is, just like when your wife leaves. You know what she's going to turn into. She might put a show on for a little while, but you know what she's going to turn into. That weird lady in sweatpants, your T-shirt, walking around with her hair kind of half-washed, maybe washed. Not sure what that is. Telling you that she's got gas or she's on her period. The new guy's going to get a taste of that, too. But at first... She's everything you missed about her. And don't think you didn't do it either, Chunky. Because you blew up. You've got a muffin top hanging over the top of your jeans. She's looking at you going, what the hell is this thing? And then you get in shape and start boning again. And if she could peek in on the window, where was that guy? Don't worry. Mikkel Bridges is just your ex-girlfriend putting on a show for the new guy. Pretty soon the bloating is coming in. Pretty soon the farting. Unintentionally, hopefully, but not on you. And the uh, period talk will start in with the new guy, and he'll be looking around, too. And it happens to all of us. Mikkel Bridges didn't turn into a 45-point guy a night in a day. He had a great night. He can shoot. He can play. Watch him grind on the new guy for a little bit. You're going to get upset. Wait until you see our new girlfriend next week when this gigantic, slender drink of water. Raquel Welsh. When, when our Raquel Welsh, number up. 35, our girl comes in and holy smokes. The first time that tongue hits the tip, you're going to lose your mind and not miss Mikel at all. So we're going to be just fine. Again, now, she comes up injured a lot. If the new girl starts to complain too much too early, we, we feel robbed. You'll see. We're okay. Sons, we're okay. Out a game tonight against the Clippers, and that's good. You know, I want to say this, and this is just for basketball people kind of deep in. Uh, what would you think of this? Patrick Beverly is a free agent. He's the one who shoved Chris Paul in the playoffs a couple years, and then last year started to mouth off and got, you know, he's, he's, he's done dirty the Suns many a time. He's sitting there on an island right now waiting to get signed. The Lakers traded him, and then the team they traded him to released him. He's available. Bring in the heavy. Do you bring him in so someone else doesn't? I think he's like that, that, that player, like an A.J. Przinsky. It's like you hate him unless he's on your team. If he's wearing a Suns jersey, yeah. Patrick Beverly would be a – people would love him here. Now, imagine he signs with the Mavs or the Nuggets or a team that you're going to have to climb over to get somewhere. And he becomes that guy who's in Chris Paul's hair again. And but st- remember, when we brought in a bad boy years ago – which one? Completely softened Ex-McDaniel. up. McDaniel. McDaniel. But again, uh, it was the tail Tom end. Chambers said it just the other night. He goes, I played with X in Seattle. His knees were shot then. When yeah. we made that trade, I knew it was he had late. Trouble. It wasn't that late, but it, there were people. The reason the Sonics gave him up was because evidently he was no longer able to do what he, you know, he looked like a badass. He wasn't badass. <laughs> Patrick Beverly is, isn't a good player like X. X could put 25 points on the board. Beverly's like that. He set the reputation, Dennis Rodman guy, but not as skilled. He's Danny Ainge without he's Danny Ainge without everybody the shooter. Yeah. He can't shoot, but Patrick Beverly would get under the skin. He's that guy from the Pelicans that uh, you know that little weird, little sweet kid Alvarado that everybody looked at and went ugh. But if he was on your team, 
you'd be like, oh, this guy gets under everyone's skin. Something we don't the, the Suns don't really have it. Chris Paul used to be that. He doesn't have that anymore. Would Patrick Beverly in a Suns uniform make people go, all right, you're forgiven? I don't know if uh, Chris Paul and Patrick Beverly would get along long enough, but I just I would hate to see him sign with you know a team that's going to be you know on the climb. I'd rather have him here. I don't. You don't need his points. You just need a little defense every once. In a while. He scores seven points a game. Big deal. Started thinking about that yesterday. But it's okay, everybody. You don't want to peer in on your girlfriend that you used to have sex with with her new guy. And we happened to see that with Mikkel last night. They're having fun on a new date that makes you sad because your new your new girl isn't here yet. So you're going dry for a couple weeks. Meanwhile, the girl you were banging, she's out there just getting tag teamed in Brooklyn. You're holding her back, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now now you look like I feel like a dick. Oh, she was capable of all that. Yeah, you just never not with you she wasn't. Oh. Don't worry. Our new gal's getting all primped up. Wait till she hits the stage. Woof. Uh let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five ninety eight hundred. A good one and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Homebrew's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell, they're sticky, they say things that are horrible. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. There you go. Thank you, Alliance. Uh, the Apaches on the warpath right there. Alliance with our theme song. Uh, glorious morning. And uh, good ones coming in on the list of Mount Rushmore for uh, the Raquel Welch, yeah. who I think is definitely on everybody's list for Mount Rushmore. Margot Robbie, an excellent addition. For the modern day. For the oh, modern absolutely. day lady. Yeah. That's a good one. And it's, it's, she got on there fast. That Wolf of Wall Street's like, okay, put her on the list. She's stunningly beautiful without the whole Kardashian, you know manufactured Instagram treatment. Unfiltered beauty. That should be a website. Where women are like, you know, just pretty because they're pretty. Dudes too. Yeah, but you know what? Nowadays it wouldn't be a big website. I I, I was going to say, I don't don't think people want to see the... the, We've always wanted that. Airbrush something. None of those girls back in the day looked like that. Nobody's ever taken a natural picture in a magazine. Guys either. I watched a dude... Get his abs sprayed on before a photo shoot. You'd never know. They, they add that stuff. Kim Basinger was another one that kept Kim Basinger. Out there. Oh, yeah. In that uh, eight and a half weeks or whatever that movie is. Eight, oh, nine, whatever, ten. Oh, nine and a half, ten, twelve weeks, weeks. Whatever it was. Give me those two months with her. And the weird Mickey Rourke feeding her strawberries and ice, making her crawl around. We watched that I at my house. I thought Tandy Newton or Audi's. Really? Yeah. One, You've got like strange taste. Mission Impossible. Really? I don't know who that is. The body of a boy. Faces are. Early on. She's not Mount Rushmore quality. Your Mount Rushmore sucks, Brady. So far, you've got (laughs) Helen Mirren and Thandi Newton on there. Come on, man. You're putting her up as the top four of all time? You're right. It wouldn't be on the the Mount Rushmore. Just something you want to whack off to currently. You can find one of those ladies. You can find a Tandy Newton at Buck and Ryder pretty yeah. much every day. And she's pretty, but let's not go crazy. Halle Berry. 
Oh, Oof. Got to have that. That's a natural beauty. Man, there's a lot of them. This list could go on and on, and I'm not going to argue too much unless Brady comes up with somebody stupid again. Because <laughs> I'm, can you imagine if that was a real thing, if we carved this out, and Brady was the guy who got to pick, and uh, how few people would visit that South Dakota mountainside? <laughs> it's like, what's this? Sandy we're, Newton we're, and Helen Mirren. Who's joking? We're Who's, in the spitballing phase. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're spitballing. Yeah, but all of, we're succeeding. <laughs> Your spitballs are missing by a mile. I go, what is that, Lucille Ball and... <laughs> Ethel Merch is up there. They got the whole cast of I Love Lucy. Ethel, no. Lucille, one time, yes. No, this is Cunningham. How did you get up Marian there? Marion Ross. Awesome. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett? What's going on? Edith Bunker? She had her own shop of food. Edna's Edibles. Of course she's on the list. Shelly Winters. Ooh. Ethel Merman? Anyway, Brady, you're, uh, no ideas are bad ideas except yours. Ooh, put that one right there on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Margot Robbie. That picture right there. Oh, my. Yeah, that's the one we'd put on the mountain. Oof. Mount Rushmore of natural beauties. Oh, it makes ladies crazy. There's nothing natural about Oh, she's pretty natural. Margot Robbie's a hard one to argue with. You can see pictures of her just goofing around. Paparazzi pictures, and she yeah. never looks just like a mess. Yeah, like right there. Yeah, right just, there. I'm she's a- just being a lady at the pool. She's gorgeous. Good choice. That's our modern day pick. Yeah, Brady just put uh, someone else on there. That uh, Stephanie Seymour. I liked her. <laughs> she's hot. That's yeah, a good I'll give you that one. But she's not all time. She's, no, she, she's of that kind of model thing. When she, yeah, when she was popping, she's good. But she put those little weird water balloon boobs in. They were way too far apart. You would think what someone with her money and stuff could get a good doctor. Yeah, well, at the time, I think it was just what she was working with. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Brady, which is just Marley Matlin up there. <laughs> no reason. In, to in her day, man. No. <laughs> Cindy Crawford Brady, coming through. Brady's Mount Rushmore is strange. <laughs> She's in. Who's the one on the right next to, I think, Helen Mirren or Ben Franklin? I can't tell which one that is. That is Ben Franklin and Helen Mirren. Yeah, I've got, I like the Margot Robbie. I was uh, watching a thing on YouTube yesterday, and uh, fascinating. I love this British news stuff, but uh, especially because of the way that I, I love how British news people deliver everything. We've got another story coming up here. Penis size has grown 25% over the last 35 years. Find out why after this. <laughs> I'm like, wow. It's an internet thing, and it's just kind of on their TV, but... Of course I'm sticking around for that next story. They just did a thing about a wallaby that got lost. How do they some, do it? And it was like running around in another country. And like, it's a wallaby. It's a wonderful friend to the entire community. Was elected uh, to Parliament. And it's a wonderful story over there. It's 8.15. Hope you're enjoying, enjoying your breakfast chats. Coming up in moments. The male organ known as the penis is 25% larger than it's ever been. And we can't find out why. Theories coming up next. Todger growth. Yeah, and it was. It was a story about... That they, they did a study over the last... They've done this for years. Men have been obsessed with the size of their penises forever. And there's a reason why ladies have been lying about size mattering since the beginning to not hurt our feelings. And we can appreciate that. That is... that is a, a, that sh- When you lie to someone, you show you care. There's truth to that. It's a weird thing. If I lie to you because the truth would make you feel terrible, it's because I care about your feelings. If you have a small dick, I'm not going to go, well, I would because, you know, I don't care about it. But if I'm a woman, 
I'm not going to look at you and go, oh, it's so little, it's useless, uh, terrible. I'd be like, no, size doesn't matter. There's a lot of, it doesn't, they lie to you because they, they're sparing your feelings. They've been doing it for ages. But we as men know the truth. And so for ages, they've been doing studies and measurements and everything else. And in 1992, the average worldwide penis size was 4.7 inches erect. In 1992. Now, everybody blamed the Asians or India or whatever for bringing the curve <laughs> the down. The curve. Yeah, and they wrecked Right on the curve. Now. The pop based on population. Even with the curve. <laughs> 2017 study put us just under six inches. 2022, Correct. yes. Okay. 2022 study put us just over six inches. And I mean barely, but just over. So in 30 years time. It's gone on worldwide average. And this is a big study between men 18 to 84 years old. I paid attention to this broadcast yeah. yesterday. I got the deets. I could have written a, a whole report on it. If it was college, I'd Chat have had a great 18 to 84. They did a study. They measured all ages, all everything, and threw this together. And, and that was the average. Now, all these old men have died off. And this new group to the next 30. So the kids that were 18 that got uh, you know done 32 years ago are now 50. And then you start looking at that, and they're like, they're 50. The new 18-year-olds come in, and the older guys are now, you know, the ones that were in the middle last time. So progressively larger uh, for worldwide penis size, and they're, they're, uh, they can't figure out why. They're saying in the United States, it's food, it's hormones, it's, uh, you know, chemicals introduced to us over the last 50 years. But that's not true in Aren't other we nations. bigger in general as far as size? Over I mean, the like- last 80 or 90 years, we have grown because there's a lot of steroid stuff and chemicals. Yeah. We eat differently and we eat better in some areas and a lot worse than others. But in the United States, that's changed. And our penis growth is not 25% more in the last 30 years as the world has grown. So maybe India's gotten it. You know what they think it is? And I, this was my first thought. Porn. Porn's done it. And it's because of ladies. So over the last 40 years of porn being more prevalent in your house when VHS tapes got there, uh, porn started to show up on the Internet in the last 20, 25 years, a lot of it, uh, 30 years, in fact. And you can start seeing more of the larger sized junk. Ladies started to seek that out. What do you make when you have sex with a guy with a big wiener? A kid with a big wiener. So over the years, as video has progressed and porn dictates all future everything it's a strange statistic but it drives all electronics and it drives most trends and uh, and i'm watching this thing and they're like well it's food this and that they had this expert on there saying we could be chemical we can't really pinpoint it and then one guy came on with my theory and said it's the introduction of video penis women can see it it becomes more attractive it's the same exact thing where men like bigger boobs that started uh, you know big gigantic boob jobs started when we got to see Playboy. We got cameras and video to show us what the perfect lady looked like. And ladies started to go, okay, that's what they want. Also, with what is the ratio, do you think, of what? watching porn? Oh, it's a men lot. Men to women. Oh, men to is women it, like, watch I a thought, lot. The women yeah, I mean, watch like, a is lot. Is it over 20%? What do you mean? Of women? 80% of men are porn and 20% of men watch, or is it more? You think 20% of women is all that I don't watch? know. I, no. I know it's male-dominated. Oh, of course it's male-dominated, but women watch too, and it's a lot higher than 20, depending on the age demo. I don't think ladies over 60 are really hitting it hard. Helen Mirren's not watching. Helen Mirren. Brady's, Brady's Mount Rushmore doesn't really... You're wrong there. The porn <laughs> Helen Mirren probably does. She used to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the deal is, and then so with porn also, because the one doctor was on that said the more a man has an erection, the stronger his penis gets. 
And it exercise, would be, it would working be, out. Not even that. It's just it breaks the tissue down. So it gets stronger. And the more you... Our grandparents didn't toss it like we do. They didn't have the visual stimulation like So us. the more you tug, the better off you are? The more you tug, was- the more likely you are in your growth and development to have a little bit more size. So you'll get a little, like a half inch more than you would have had you just let her flop. Excuse me, boys. I got to... Exactly. <laughs> so the world's been tugging well, a lot Lynn more. What does Dr. Lynn say? Use it or lose it. We right, get him true. on here. Dr. Lynn always says use it or lose it. He the, says you got to keep it, you know, that's the thing. And it's even for, you know, prostate and all yeah. that. The world started tugging. Work it out. Women started to see the possibilities. <laughs> Size does matter. Not necessarily for pleasure, but for aesthetics. Women like looking at a bigger one rather than a smaller one. They're more attractive. So those are the ones getting used more. You're breeding more with people like that. So natural evolution would uh, make sense that the larger ones will start making babies with larger ones. And this guy was sitting on that British show basically saying that. It was hilarious. And the other guy's like, well, you can't, you can't also. You have to, uh, you have to consider environmental uh, aspects of global warming. He actually believes that it's gotten warmer on the planet, so we're hanging a little lower. We have uh, we have longer <laughs> amount yeah. of summer D. Yeah, we got summer D going on in more places that never used to have temperatures in the eighties. Now do, and we all know what happens in the eighties with your penis; it hangs a little lower. It's called summer dick. We'll be right back. It was gr- it was fascinating to watch these guys figure this out, and then they had one lady doctor on there who still tried to keep the myth alive. It, it's just it isn't about pleasure. It's not about that with the size. There are many men who are too large. And back in the day, in the one part of the study, uh, the amount of dudes with 10 inchers was like 0.0000008%. And now it's like a 7 to 12% of dudes were, that were measured had 10 or more. Something going on out there. Fascinating. I was blown away by the whole thing. And then I thought to myself, well, porn's done it again. It's, it's driving and leading the way. For the future, because, yeah, the more we whack it, the more we use it, the more strength it, it gains. Isn't it amazing? Porn. It's nothing it can't do. Nothing it can't do. And, you know, because it, it drove all of the electronics to be as advanced as they are. Again, look at the phone and tell me porn is not the leading catalyst for all of your technology. All we did. When we got cell phones was make this thing smaller, make this thing smaller, make this thing smaller. And they got it down to the palm of your hand when it was just a phone. Like, man, these things are tiny. Remember Zoolander, the joke? Yeah. When they had the tiny tiny baby phones and it was like, that's the goal. Then they put screens on them and said, you can get porn in it. Look how big phones got again. They're huge now. And the bigger is the new like you go and say, now it's got a 14-inch screen. You can un- keep this thing in your pocket. The only reason why is for videos. And the only reason you're seeing videos as fast as you are is because of porn. Porn drove it so you could have fast videos for your news or whatever you want to watch on YouTube. It's all because the porn industry is like, what do they need? Get it to them. You know, it's an, it is an amazing. We'll never give it the credit it deserves. It's getting it right here. You're not hearing this on the Beth Show. Beth's never going to give porn credit for your touch screen. For your, your flat screens, for better TVs at home. Well, Beth don't need to talk about bigger crank sizes because she's already, <laughs> yeah, you know, she she's there about. already. They measured her 25 years ago. She's like, what? 4.8 inches worldwide? <laughs> I wouldn't fold my dick in half for anybody. I'm Beth. It's Beth and Friends. Netflix is doing a documentary on Pornhub. It's coming out here soon. On what Pornhub? Pornhub is, is the leader. And there's 20 other Pornhub-like things out there. It's amazing. We all hate to hear it. We all think it's bad. Oh, that's a terrible thing. That's a fact. 
It's just, a, I mean, you go back to when they first invented uh, cameras. One of the first things that ever was released to people was a pornographic film. When they did the flippy turn, the, the you had to spin it. It's and a naked lady. considered a movie. Yeah, it was a movie, but it was a yeah. naked woman. And then the next one was, well, let's stick something in her. And they did that, too. Before they ever got to, you know, the Ten Commandments or any sort of movie, they were like, all right. Stick something in that lady. I bet you people eat this up. And it's it's the first thing. It's like, wow, we need more of this. So they mass produced a bunch of those, and then they could make movies with it. Cameras. Look at old paintings. Those guys couldn't wait to paint naked ladies. It was the, the key. Statues were all nude. Everything. We've been fascinated with this forever. What used to be considered porn a thousand years ago is now art. And it's all over Rome and everything else. And Pompeii, Jesus Christ, those people couldn't get enough drawing it. Indians on the sides of cave walls and the little stick people banging away with a deer standing behind them. Marble penis above your doorway <laughs> right. is uh, hospitality. That meant things are going to go well in there. We're fascinated by it, but it is. It's a, if you think about that, since the Clinton administration, the world's grown an inch and a half. The male world. Which means boner garages, which they never measure. Have been banged out pretty good too, so the lady, the ladies' parts are you know probably a little bit worse off than they used to be. Like your grand Brett, your grandma's vagina oh, whoa, probably whoa, pretty whoa, tight. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Grandpa didn't; he whoa, wasn't carried. Even he's, he's in his Italian, and they used to walk around. Go, oh, I'm Italian. Even even at his best, 1950s, 60s Italian guy was five, five and a half maybe, and that was considered like a meat hook. Nowadays, phew, like he's an Indian. <laughs> and that's the ones that they really think that's where porn's had its biggest bump, its biggest rush. That was where the smallest penises used to live is India. And they're the ones that have bumped up the world curve. I got to say, nice job, porn. <laughs> Brady, your daughter's daughter, your grandkids, you'll never meet them. Your grandkids will have uh, d- third legs. They're going to have gigantic, gargantuan legs. I'm glad you say that. <laughs> you know, early on, it was like your daughter's going to be 16. You're going to be a granddad. Well, don't worry about that. Yeah, you're never going to meet a grandkid. You're never going to meet the grandkids. <laughs> Kirby's got, you know, been, you know, she's a decent girl. She's not, she, yeah, she's not, yeah. No, you're, don't even act like you're going to be in the room. You're gone. They'll, they'll visit you every once in a while. I wanted you to meet Roscoe. And then they'll put flowers on that stone with your name on it. Nope, you're not chair. breathing. You're not in a chamber. I'm in that nope, you're in a box just and your head sticking nope, out. Just no, it's not that far into the future. <laughs> you're going to be in the ground, just like all the rest of them. A stone that says Brady Bogan, beloved food connoisseur. I'll be looking down on them. <laughs> all right, whatever. That's what you think. But I've seen what you've done. In the, there's no possible way you'll be next to me in the same spot I'm in. If that's real, I've seen your filth. I know your truth. I know, you, know, you can you act like you hide it. Jesus knows too. You're a pig. You're disgusting like the rest of us. But yeah, it's a fact. So future kids, congratulations. We're leaving the we're leaving the world a better place, Brett. Thank God. And we're not passing on our average size penises to anyone, which is nope. good. It is, and that one lady, that one lady that said size didn't matter, said, "Yes, there is more of a desire aesthetically for something that's more pleasing to the eye." And the one goes, well, that would, you'd have to admit then that the larger penis is more pleasing to the eye. Well, of course, a man who is um, well endowed and looks good and is in shape is, is, is in, as desirable as a woman who is the same well endowed and is in great shape. So, yes, more naturally, that would be the attractive pairing and they will procreate. 
Because uh, David, you know, the marble statue. Tiny little Wang. Yeah. yeah. That thing's an inch if it's a thing. It's a, it's a sculpted button. And that was the... All Poor of them. David. And David is the perfect body of the, the age. And that little tiny dingus he's carrying around, that's a pathetic. Also, the Renaissance period and, and just before that of the art, they like the uh, women big. No, they like them a little thicker. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they had an option. There weren't a lot of, they weren't allowed to work out. They couldn't move around. Using the food. Well, it was also that they didn't let them do anything. <laughs> so they became sedentary and kind of fattened up so it became normal. You had a lot of skinny broads out there. That meant they were poor. Ugh. <laughs> That's true. Skinny people were poor. They oh, didn't yeah. have food. So the fatter you were, a little bit chubbier, you're like, oh, she's got resources. She must put out. And if I was a woman back in the day and it meant being skinny and not eating, there's no virtue coming off of me. I'm blowing every dude I can find there for a banana or a sandwich or something. The fat girls put out back in the old days. Eh, same trick. Still That's do. Same trick. <laughs> Nothing's changed there. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So that story was, I just watched that story, about a, about a two-hour deal. But they didn't talk about the boner garages becoming the Carstner Caverns or no, anything? No, I think that okay. was just assumed. That part two? That was just an assumed thing. Yeah, it was weird, though, because the they kept Not trying to... Not appealing to men. They kept trying to say, <laughs> in Western culture, it's because we've added so many additives to the food, but the Western culture isn't the one that's grown the most. It's grown. It was uh, India. We've grown in other ways, too. Indonesia. Um, it was all the, the micro, but they call it Micronesia. I mean, that's the reason why they have tiny penises and they, uh, yeah. And that's the place that's shown the biggest amount, 25% bigger in 30 years. There's something going on. And I say videotape drives all of it, everything. And another story that I think Brett would have loved yesterday. I don't know if you saw that the Miami, did you see the lady in the Miami preschool? Somebody sent me a link on yeah, it. Yeah. I, you, I knew it. you'd get it. But the, uh, two, she took two-year-olds and like rubbed black stuff all over their face in honor of Black History Month and then dressed them up as a cop and then like a crossing guard and a construction guy. And she goes, it was an honor of Black so History village Month. Village people or what? Yeah, she kind of village people them out. But, but, I mean, put just dirt on their faces for Black History Month. And uh, they, they're, they're basically like, oh, they, you got to understand they're from another, they're, they're like Portuguese or something. I don't know where they're from, Argentina, I don't know where they're from. They're like, oh, they're from, it's a cultural, they don't understand how offensive it was. Yes, they do. They know exactly what they were doing. Two-year-olds in blackface, somebody was high and thought it would be funny and then didn't think anybody would be taking pictures. But uh, So nobody's been punished yet. They basically washed it off the kids and said, look, this is couple of people from another country that really aren't aware of that being bad. Professional makeup artists. So you're telling me people moved here from wherever they're from. Argentina is right. They moved here from Argentina. They uh, speak the language. They've uh, acclimated enough to start a daycare center. You know, they got their own business. They went through some sort of a, you know, they knew to get permits and they knew to get the training and the certificates properly. And they never once kind of caught on to the idea that blackface is bad while they were traversing all of these. They don't follow the news. <laughs> yeah, they're not big <laughs> on that. They, they're really focused on the children and not history or anything. Else. And they know about Black History Month. They're aware of Black History Month, unaware that blackface might offend someone. I don't buy it. But two-year-olds in blackface, I have to say, Hilarious, because in 30 years, when they try to be like uh, 
senators or something. And they're like, well, let's take a look at this photo of you when you were two. I didn't put that on my face. You did blackface. And it'll cancel them 30 years from now for being two-year-olds in blackface. Jesus. But, yeah, they, uh, they said, as far as she knows, the teacher who did this doesn't, uh, isn't facing repercussions. Maybe a talking to. Nobody's asking for anyone to be fired. Just wants to know why they did it. And if you see the and the kids are pixelated like Japanese porn, but you can kind of see the dirt yeah. on his face. <laughs> uh, this is somebody who hates their boss. And I'll show you. I'm getting this whole place shut down. Yeah, the second you start rubbing any sort of shoe polish or black makeup or any sort of charcoal-like substance on a white kid's face, you gotta you're know. You're, you're 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 done. Somebody's gonna photograph it. Somebody's going to say something, and especially when you say we did it because it's Black History Month. You are really just, you, finger not on the pulse. You see Berman is in a little trouble. Chris Berman? Yeah. For being in blackface? Well, not in blackface, but oh. he, it's a remark um, he basically said of African two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th uh, is Abe Lincoln's birthday. And people are upset about that. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, he's, it's unnecessary to right. say. I, I, you, know, you just don't dabble with it. I think that when you try to be uh, virtuous with black history and you're a white guy, you come off like, That's a, what like an idiot anyway. Yeah. When you're trying to be, it's almost, it's almost like, uh, you know, white when white kids hang out with uh, black guys and they start to dress the same and they start acting like Malibu's most wanted type yeah thing. and yeah. you start getting that's when it feels the same way when an old white guy starts to say you know this is Abe Lincoln's birthday you're welcome Jalen Hurts that's kind of what it's we freed you and I'm on that guy's team <laughs> the comments are yeah you just you don't want to hear the media acts of slaves were freed last month <laughs> meanwhile they ignore the new slaves being brought across the border uh, everything from that yeah. to uh what the hell? Well, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think white dudes should dabble in the importance of two black starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I think what should, I said. So yeah. the common man just sees two great quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and and so what? I see black guys. I'm not blind to it. I'm not going to lie to you and go. I, I don't see I don't color. See of course, I see color. You know when I see color most. When uh, there's something I need to describe to a police officer, I'll tell you they're white, I'll tell you they're black, I'll yeah. tell you everything. That's when color comes into play. Then when you have to describe someone, he was a white fat guy, or he was a white uh, fat guy with a black lady. I'm telling the story of what I saw. So, yes, I see color. It's stupid to say that you don't. But it doesn't bother me. That's the difference. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback. But... When white guys start to dabble, and that's why I always think it's disingenuous and, and inauthentic. to do this on Abraham Lincoln's well, birthday, uh, so fittingly. inauthentic when the media starts to talk about how important it is and how amazing it is. And it's a white guy doing it. Give me a, give me a black reporter at the very least so it has some, some depth or some, a measure of weight to it. I don't hear Chris Berman telling me about Abe Lincoln freed slaves, and we all know that was a good thing. <laughs> all right, settle down there, Whitey. That's enough. And we also love that two black quarterbacks are playing football on Abe Lincoln's birthday. All right, Abe Lincoln would be like 300 years old, and he might be against this. So let's not really bring him up. It's probably not the best dude. Thomas Jefferson loved blacks. That's a fact. He banged one called Sally Byrne. Or whatever her name was. Sally Hennings. 
I called her Sally Brown. That's better. That's probably what he called her. Because I think of her as brown sugar. It's the... Anyway, we love it that interracial love was possible in the revolutionary times. I'm Chris Berman with this incredibly awkward fact of black. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that. I don't want to do that. Put, put Chris Berman in blackface and they say, Abe Lincoln freed the slaves thousands, hundreds of years ago. And Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes are playing for the first time two black starting quarterbacks in a Super Bowl. And I am in blackface in honor of that. Thank you, Abe, for this great moment. Like if Abe hadn't have done it, we'd still be there. If I was an old guy like Berman or, you know, Terry and all yeah, that, Terry I'd just keep up. my mouth shut. I would you can't never, win. You yeah. can't win now. I would only just go, it's great. Yep. If someone asked me, I'm not going to go out of my way to make a statement on Twitter or whatever Chris Berman's decided. And unfortunately, to. that's what they want you to do. Not right. like that. Right. That's Look, what it, because if it's like, that's great. ESPN here. does not want Chris Berman to do anything anymore. He's legacied himself right into that building. That's why they've stuffed him over into the internet side. It's three minutes. Terry Bradshaw, same thing. Fox is keeping him around because contractually he's good. People people in his generation still love him. In the next year or two, you're going to start seeing a lot more stories leak about stupid things they've done and probably been talked into. You know, Chris, you should probably say people want to hear from you about the whole black quarterback thing. You know what? You're right. It reminds me when they had Rush Limbaugh on NFL Countdown in the morning, and they're like, be controversial. Be Rush Limbaugh. And he goes out and he does a story about how hard the media works to make a black quarterback great before he's great. And it was just a dumb thing to do. On the, and then everybody on the stage was like, what is he doing? And they didn't do it until he got fired. They joined in on the conversation the week of. Once they realized it was kind of goofy, a week later they were like, oh, ESPN is the, the most disingenuous reporting outlet in the world. They'll turn on anyone if it benefits them. But Chris Berman is just going to be... It was Abe Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. There were two black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl, so his facts are right. You just don't want to hear from him about it. Two little kids celebrating Black History Month down there in Florida in blackface as a policeman and as a construction worker. And on Abe Lincoln's birthday, that's a beautiful thing because when Abe was around, they weren't allowed to be policemen or construction workers. And I think that's great. So I'm going to go put some shoe polish on my face and tap dance my way right out of this mess I've created. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. That's what people need. And then there's a Navy pilot that's going around going, hey, we're shooting down UFOs like crazy, which I absolutely love. He's like, will the White House just say so? If it's called a UFO and you shot it down and you still won't tell us what it is, aliens are here. We know it. And if, did you hear the recording of the Lake Huron pilots? It ain't a balloon. Whatever they shot down, they missed the first time. I uh, saw the miss. Well, you saw it, but did you hear their cockpit conversations of no. them, they're clueless as to what the hell this thing is it's disc like it's or it's doing weird stuff and they're, and they're going on they're nervous about it they don't know what it is what do we do what do we do and then they're like all right we got to get rid of it it could be one of those chinese spy because if things you want, you know, if you hit that thing does it just ex- huge uh, right explosion? and now are they going to float over nukes and balloons and we shoot them down and <laughs> but they, they were nervous about it but they they did not know what it was and they weren't describing a balloon Call Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Yep, that's got to be Mac it. out. We'll, uh, <laughs> Get Mac compatible yeah. with that big thing. <laughs> ah, we're going to have to take down the big ship. I think uh, people are aware. But this Navy pilot's like, that's enough. 
I've been quiet long enough. All we saw were UFOs floating around constantly in our missions over the... They're out there. They've landed. They're here. They're doing our... Th- and he's going on this, like... He was on TMZ. He was on uh, Fox News. He's everywhere. Just saying it. Just like, I don't know what they are, but at least tell us. You know that they're unidentified flying objects. We don't know from where. We don't know from Everybody's what. spying on everybody. Well, even if it's spies, you don't know who... But for the most part, they're saying it, it. this isn't natural human stuff that's being shot down. So if it was, they'd just say, we shot down a balloon, we've got to figure out what country it's from. We shot down a weird little drone, we've got to figure out what country it's from. I mean, I go back from. to when you know, we created the uh, U-2 spy plane and stuff like that in the 50s, yeah. 40s. You're saying technology hasn't changed sure. all that much? There's objects, uh, there's flying of course. things that we don't but, have any idea but about. But you're this. saying it's all Earth-based. You're saying well, there's no I, I way think it's a combination of unidentified flying objects. Sure. Oh, yeah. There's a few. But yeah. the point being is that if it's from another country or you've shot something down, you're like, we shot down some spy equipment, you'd say that. Yeah. For some reason, the authorities won't even identify that it's a thing. You know, that's a drone, a plane, a balloon. It was like it's just it's still unidentified. They still won't identify what they shot down. And the. Navy pilots are like, the things we've seen, no no man built it. And there's a bunch of them that are starting to come out. And all and this one guy's just saying, just ask in the White House and the feds to be honest with us and say, yeah, we got some stuff. We're not real sure where it came from because that's what we want to know. And if they're shooting them down like crazy now, I can't wait. I welcome the aliens. They're not going to do that. They're going to be neat. But taking their time. Down. What do you mean? Well, if they've been seeing them for so long, it's like, why why not uh, establish a little contact? With us? Maybe we've tried. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe they've tried. That's been going on. Maybe they're here. we don't know about. Maybe they're here. Maybe their assimilation is to look just like us. Maybe they can't survive on our planet because the air is different. They can only fly to it and analyze. You don't know. They're tapping our resources. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, the aliens like it. Do, yeah, because I mean, yeah, the tractor just... beam is still on. We don't have Obi Wan <laughs> up there turning it off. Come on, Let's how are they? That old man got to that tractor <laughs> beam. Yeah, maybe, but I personally believe that there there's there's stuff out there, and they could find us pretty easily. We let out a lot of signals. Oh. We're we're, a, we're a boomingly loud mess. Maybe they don't uh, establish any contact because they check it out for a little bit. And like I want nothing to do with this or, place. Yeah, they went to Boston and Philly yeah. first. Like, yeah, right. we're Ooh, good. We landed in Boston. <laughs> Those people. Or they're looking at it going, uh, easy, Mark. We'll be back in a, a couple hundred thousand years. And they just float away. Drop the blue. It's like what Columbus did. Columbus came over, looked around. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. We're going to send some folks over. It'll probably be another hundred years of this. Okay. And then 150 years later, they're like, Hi. We've killed most of you. We're going to keep doing that. That's not a thing that's going to stop. So it does, it's not like even when we just had boats going from Europe to the United States that it was overnight. It was a, it was 1492 to 1796 before we had a country here. All the rest of it was just a bunch of people floating over, killing and stealing the land. All the guys involved with ancient aliens are like, duh, yeah. we've been saying it for years. <laughs> right. They're just looking at it. Uh, it's properties. Well, they it's like, built some stuff. It's a property thing. They're looking. Oh, sure. They, there's no doubt Egypt wasn't done by them. The Egyptians didn't do that. Lifting those blocks around. Thousand years of construction. Don't buy it. You never know. I'm rooting for the aliens. 
It gives us an excuse, at least. And then it would unite us. We'd finally be a united species. If aliens showed up, you wouldn't have black, Mexican, Chinese, white. You'd have human. Because what we need to be uh, a full, loving thing that we always say we want to be is a common enemy. Period. I mean, look at September 12th, 2001. Everyone hated the same group of people, and we were all better off for it. you got to have a common enemy. That's why Bond movies used to be so good. We had a common enemy. Once Russia went away, the Bond movies started to suck badly. The guy in between that would make them all fight. They'd try to frame the other country. You're making up countries, and you got, eh, it's no good. We need a common enemy. We can all, no matter what color you are, we hate the same You're saying the Trax Corporation didn't do enough for that. And I'm saying, hate unites. And if aliens showed up here and they got a little lippy, you wouldn't have us going, I'm not fighting with these blacks. Wouldn't happen. We'd be arm in arm as human beings. So I root for the aliens to show up. Because then finally, our species would be decent. Because as it is now, it's not. It's a big, divided, stupid mess. But we'd all be one group. That's what Independence Day, remember? Iraq had the thing over the top, and we gave them technology to shoot it down. It's like, we're giving those guys our... Okay. But it made us a beautiful thing. We're all fought together. So show up, aliens. I dare you. Put your dukes up, bitch. Well, we got Carrie Lake here. And she'd so start shoot and carry it, shoot him down with a 12-gauge. She'd take that thing. Down. You don't need Goldblum up there with his MacBook <laughs> plugging in. Carrie will be down the ground just firing away. Buckshot right into the base of that bitch. It would work. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there? Uh, time for the wake-up song. And, of course, that's brought to you guys by our buddies over at Action Ride Shop. Taking care of you guys this season. If you're going up north and the skiing and the snowboarding or if you're going to be hitting the trails... Action Ride Shop is the place to go. Check them out, actionrideshop.com, or go visit the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern and Mesa. Uh, on the list, Machine Head, Hate Breed, Faith No More, Limp Biscuit, Falling in Reverse, Pantera, Strapping Young Lad, Clutch, mm. STP, Avenged Sevenfold, Prodigy, and System of a Down. <laughs> this guy says, maybe the aliens are waiting to invade, uh, but they're not going to do it until our dicks are bigger than theirs. And we're getting there. <laughs> ah, they're still tiny peepees. Yeah. And this guy says, Project Blue Beam is in full effect. These stories are all by design. And that's evidently some conspiracy where they say that they're going to start leaking alien information to us and then let us know that they can't defend it. You're on Project your own. Adios. Uh, whatever you want to throw on there, Bert. Uh, Cracker Man's a solid one. That could be for Berman. All right. Let's do a little Cracker Man. <laughs> Great song. A really good. One. I like that. And this is what it takes from at Cracker Man on Instagram. It's an amazing thing. And I talk about race relations. Because everyone wants to hear from a seven-year-old white guy about race relations. Am I eating Brady Bird? You know, my fingers are on the pulse. You nailed it, Boomer. I nailed it. I also knew Lincoln very well. And it... Not a fan of slavery, for sure. Helped it, and look where it led us, Brady. Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. His dream. That someday Mary then, Todd loved one. That's right. That's right, she did, because she didn't have a choice. The average penis size was about three inches back then, and you brought in those slaves, and all the ladies noticed. <laughs> There's Berman. 
Hey, Grandpa, do you want an Instagram? Yes. Let's see what I can do with my fat thumbs on that. Let's start with race relations. And take it away from Grandpa. He doesn't need to talk about this. Can you imagine handing your grandfather Instagram and saying, what do you think of the two black quarterbacks in the uh, Super Bowl? Make a comment. Here you go, Babu. Filming. Do I just type? Mm-hmm. Type whatever you're thinking. And then at the bottom, hit that little arrow. It's good. I just don't yeah. trust them. <laughs> I don't want it happening in my neighborhood, but on TV, it's okay. <laughs> Boo-boo. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> this guy need, This guy says they need to call it Project Blue Balls because I fear he's been around since the 90s. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Blue Beam is something that people have hung on to for years and years. It's, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the fact of the matter is we've been talking about aliens landing here since the beginning of time. Yeah. Las Cruces, Gila Bend. Maybe we should have given those people a little more credit that got probed for us. What, what exactly did you see, and can you call them back? And we just dismissed them so fast because we were afraid that if they came back, we couldn't fight them. I mean, when you get outside the city, you're gone camping or at night. I mean, the night is pretty active with sure. shooting stars and stuff. Oh, yeah. Imagine these civilizations back then. Right, but imagine also when they're they go to sleep and they wake up and there's a sphinx there. It's like, what's that? <laughs> How did that get there? Imagine being in England. Laser cut stone. Imagine in England. Whoa! Yeah, you're, yeah, you're sitting in England and you're like, what is this? Uh, Stonehenge. Oh, where'd you get the rocks? Thousands of miles from here. Holy crap, why'd you put it here? To prove we were here. All right, we won't say anything. Those Stonehenge stones come from thousands of miles away. You're saying Hamish and a bunch of guys pulled it over <laughs> right, here. Yeah, on a, on a, they put these a giant log stones rollers. on log rollers, rolled it eight feet, started over, rolled it eight feet again for thousands of miles. Three generations. This is what you people will believe. You're gullible. Sure enough, gullible one. I've been believing in them for a long time. Those gigantic... Uh, Images that you can only see from the sky. Yeah. Like that antelope or whatever. <laughs> whatever those dug into the earth thing. Like, like huh. the guys walking it out, precise measurements. Runways. They had like landing zones. What's this? Oh, it's an ancient landing zone. For what? Oh, I'm figuring from the no. sky this looks fantastic. Right, yeah. This is an easy way. There they are. This is an easy way for them to spot us. It's pretty awesome. I love the idea of the aliens. Look, I look at the Asian culture... With architecture, language, writing, and I'm like, this is crazy. This was influenced by another thing. I'm convinced that, that, and their civilization was leagues ahead of the Middle East. Like, we talk about, like, oh, this is where it all began. No, during the biblical times, they were, they were writing books. They were doing all sorts of stuff over there. They got, they got the first push, and they taught them how to build those weird little... Angles on the edges of their houses and pagodas. Yeah, I don't know why they stuck with it, but they did. It's in their DNA. I'm convinced we've all been influenced by something from somewhere else, and then they just took off. Maybe they died out. And look at us. Our goal is to get to Mars and seek out life. So if anything else is alive, they're probably have the same thing. Give them air. Yeah, <laughs> give them the echo again. <laughs> we can't wait to go find another group of people and god knows we hope that they're not as strong as us because if we can get to them and they haven't gotten to us yet we're probably ahead of them so we can conquer them that's what columbus did they got no boats 
They sit and farm. They're sweet. We can kick the crap out of these people. All right, we'll send more boats over and start destroying them. We'll start with kindness. We'll introduce alcohol, and then we'll slaughter them. Great idea. Maybe that was the big cover-up a couple years ago, the whole reason COVID came in, because an alien brought it. Well, Got off on go a crazy. spaceship. We, we, can still, we can still do some damage here as people. <laughs> we don't need aliens to introduce it, chunking up bat meat. Uh, it's a Cracker Man here for Chris Berman. Great job. And the lady down there in Florida from Argentina who knows about Black History Month but doesn't know blackface is offensive. Just can't buy the story. It's uh, Stone Temple Pilots. It's 98 KUPD from a year when our penises were only four and a half inches long. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. It is time now for Brady to give us all the news that only Brady knows before he does that. Definitely have to say I had a I went and had a couple drinks last night and more you know this new tequila thing I'm finding to be quite uh, lovely. I'm starting to like tequila, switching from vodka to tequila soda, and these ranch waters with Topo Chico are about as good as they get. So you get a little hangover. It's a wilderness athlete morning. I got a hero in me, and it felt pretty good. I didn't realize that you know I was going to be as sleepy as I was from that. But if you're in a hangover right now, I've been handed this by our crack sales staff. Tom Wintermeyer. It's the Hangover Breakfast. It's still available for the rest of the month, correct? Over there at Ranch House Grill. Three eggs, two sausages, two bacon, half a ham steak, hash browns. Uh, you get a to- uh, choice of toast, pancakes, or biscuits and gravy. And it's only $12.98. Just go in and say, I want that KUPD thing. If you're like me this morning, you're like, oops, oops, I need a little hair of the dog. Or I need a big uh, pile of food to stuff in my gullet. There's the place to go. The Hangover Breakfast goes on for yet another month. You want to head on over there? Clear that tummy. The Topo Chico, this this whole fascination with that started with, uh, I was at Richardson's with a guy, and he's like, have you had ranch water? And I'm like, oh, are they making that? I've been predicting that for years. And he goes, no, 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 it's not ranch. It's like, <laughs> and he said, it's actual. Your dream came yeah, oh, it's true. Like, it's happening, isn't it? They're pouring ranch into glasses and making it liquidy. They're like, no, try it. And it's just vodka and Topo Chico and a lime. But that Topo Chico changes the game because it's so bubbly. You turn into the guys from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate. Burp, Charlie, burp. The only way you can get out of there. <laughs> it is so bubbly, but it's so good. So I'm all over that. That's been a little bit of a, a fun new discovery. Makes you sleep a little bit faster than you're used to. That's for sure. Uh, anyway, I digress. Get yourself a, a hangover treat. Or you can also go over to Hooters and get hang- a hangover treat, too, because they've got Hooters for lunch. If it's still dragging around at lunchtime, head on over there because they give you, from 11 to 2, $3 off sandwiches, tacos, specialty burgers. They got everything available at all Phoenix area Hooters locations, and that's where you get the hair of the dog back. If it's still hanging around at noon, get a good deal on the food. Throw down another ranch water there with Brittany at the bar. Or Kylie. Maybe she's wandering around helping you out. I'm sure there's a Stephanie in there somewhere. Avery. Avery's in there. Yeah, she's in there. Cameron. Cam's helping you out. We know all the ladies. Wintermeyer introduced us because oh, he's, he's there every day. He's, he's norm. the norm of there. Oh, my God. Tom! When he walks in. Our sales guys. Afternoon, ladies. Yeah. How's it hanging, Wintermeyer? Here to do a little business. Yep. What's shaking, Wintermeyer? All four cheeks and uh, something else. I forget what the line is. Anyway. Thank you, Hooters. Brady reported. Good Thursday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy do a grouch a favor day. Do a grouch a favor. All right. 
Paul Sierra, it's your day. What are we just bring him coffee or something? Know. Yeah. What the f? Everybody being so nice to me for? Am I gonna die? You would make him mad that you were yeah. paying attention. Here you go, to buddy. Him? I can yeah. pick this up for you. Oh, I can do I it. Guess myself. I need that now. I hate people so much. A couple of baseless fun facts. You may know this if you've ever been on the Bourbon Trail. I haven't. You in? Uh, you went in to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. I've been, a, I've been in uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. Distillers call the whiskey. Why do I picture you with a, like a hobo sack. Oh yeah, you would, you would be in overalls for sure, walking down a railroad <laughs> with a track. Little twig of uh, wheat in yeah. your in your mouth. Just with that, uh, you know, because <laughs> I had to leave the last. Yeah. City, because I people made me angry and I turned green. Bottle of bourbon in a sack over your shoulder. Dun, 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 dun. Distillers call the whiskey that evaporates from the barrel as it ages the angel's share. Oh. The amount that evaporates varies based on the location. There's more evaporation in Kentucky than Scotland due to the climate. Huh. The amount of time and the amount of time it ages. Roughly speaking, the angel's share starts. Out at about 2% to 4% a year. At Jack Daniels Distillery, when I was there, they have those gigantic, full building-sized places where the alcohol trickles down through the coal, and it takes seven years for it all to get to where it's supposed to go. And then they could, that's how big this, this thing is, and they slow drip it down these. And by the time it gets to the bottom from where it was, and it makes this mash, and it's this – you'd clean your pool. You'd get a net out and clean this. And he opened the top of it, and he goes, stick your head in there. Oh, no kidding. Overalls, about 385 pounds, had the hat and wheat in his mouth. Found out later he's a second grade teacher in Lynchburg. Uh, he gives taught on a, he give taught to the toss. Go ahead, stick your head in that. And the girl put her head down and start, nose started to bleed. Because you're going to get drunk from breathing it. And we all took his, whoa, and we got a light head and she looks over. <laughs> Blood is pouring out of her nose. That's going to happen. That'll happen. And we started laughing like, is that okay? It's alcohol. It's poison. Imagine that business model. We're going to build a giant building, but you're not going to be able to see the fruits of it for yeah, seven, seven years. years. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they tapped it early. You think? <laughs> they waited a year at first. And like, let's do two. We can't now wait. that we got some, let's do two. It's going to get better and better with time. But boy, that guy, I teach the second grade over in Lynchburg. You teach children what you know? <laughs> Those are going to be some dumb kids. The trend of players wearing longer basketball shorts started in 1987 when Michael Jordan asked for his to be lengthened so he could hold them when he bent over to breathe. Yeah. Truth of the matter is, it started as a trend when the uh, timeout Michigan basketball team, the Miracle the Fab, the Fab, the Fab five. five, all wore them past their knees. Michael's were a little longer than what was normal. But that was 92, wasn't it? It was like 91, two, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're saying. But they said that Michael that was started. when it became a real trend. Michael started it by having them grow because you couldn't hold your pants uh, for a breather when you had Larry Bird shorts on. You'd have pulled them down. <laughs> so all Michael did was go from those butt hugger tighty whities down to mid thigh. Fab Five went past the knee, and then those gigantic culottes that they were wearing through the nineties started to happen. Carson Kressley and all them other guys. <laughs> yeah, those, are the, yeah, those guys. That's the yes, the Fab Five. <laughs> Queer eye for the straight guy. A lot of people from my house state used to call the Michigan team the queer eye team. But yeah, Jalen Rose and all those guys, they had humongous shorts on. There are only 60 certified master cheesemakers in the U.S. Here we go again. All of them live and work in Wisconsin. 
Oh, Monopoly. Huh. Shocker. The biggest sale in Walmart history was made by Shaquille O'Neal. He spent 70000 at one store. When he was traded from Miami to Phoenix in 2008, he bought everything for his house, his new house. There. At Walmart? At Walmart. Hmm. Wow. So that was proof he had no intention of staying here very long. <laughs> yeah. 70 grand? And I could just let it go when I I was going to fill this house up with garbage. Because <laughs> I'm going to be the big shack just for about four months, and I'm going back to Cleveland, Boston, everywhere but here. I don't fit Mike D'Antoni's offense at all. I'd just like to be that Walmart greeter that day. Yeah. Jackpot. I'm here to buy a whole houseload of stuff. We have all of that. Awesome. We don't really have couches for people your size. What do you say? What are you saying? Whatever you want. Just, I'm just making the point that this futon's probably not going to be the most comfortable item. I'll take four of them. i take four of them. i a great big giant shack bed. You at the shack mark? A study found there's one thing you can do each day to make yourself happier. I know what it is. Researchers <laughs> found it earlier. Smiling every it helps time. with stress and anxiety. Yep. And penis size. That's true. And makes us feel more connected. Oh, yeah. As to have at least one solid conversation with someone. No. They identified no. seven different types <laughs> of communication that qualify. As a solid conversation. Written by Tom Wintermeyer. No, Joking good. around. <laughs> Sales guy Tom who just loves having a chat. How's the family, Tom? And it, he doesn't realize that everybody's like, oh, there's that asshole. He's going to want to say nice things. Joking around, catching up, having a deep, meaningful talk. That's Wintermeyer. <laughs> Checks all Showing the boxes. care. Checks all the boxes. How now, are Brady and Tom not best friends? <laughs> How are you and Tom not roller f- all day long? <laughs> just ball up. Let's lay potato bug up and just f- all day and talk. Okay. You want to go to San Diego? Watch my son play football? Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine how many Ranch times? Ranch House Girls right down the road. Take you to lunch. If I was the third wheel on the Brady and Tom date, how many times you'd hear, land the plane, boys. <laughs> Story's dragging what a little. <laughs> Man, what plane? I was, Come on. What talking about? I was in a plane one time. And then, but you have to understand, he had, and he went, his, his wife's name's Sharon. Because they have two kids. Like, please, Jesus Christ, details, so much color. <laughs> Shut up, Brett. <laughs> Researchers at York University in Toronto wanted to see if spur-of-the-moment lovemaking mm. is really more satisfying and better than uh, planning a, it ahead of time. Well, planning, it's never a good idea. They found, they, they researched uh, and surveyed 100 couples, take daily surveys about their sex life for three weeks, talk about how good each sexual encounter was, whether it was spontaneous or planned in advance, Made no difference. People were just as satisfied. Oh, the end study also the pulled same. 300 people and asked them if they think spontaneous is better. Most said yes. Researchers think the reason behind that, movies and TV shows glorify it, make it seem more yeah, romantic. It is. It would be a lot better. If someone busted in the room right now and just started to want to have sex with you, you'd be like, this is amazing. But if they came in and said, hey, how about 2 o'clock? Um, you can take my bra off. And, like, and then maybe by 3, we'll be like, oh, this is boring. We're on an itinerary? They also did the study in an Amish community. Oh, yeah. That'll do so. The Amish get it on more than you think. There's nothing else to do. There's no Last of Us to watch. In a new report uh, about uh, cell phones, 46 people, 
46% of the people say they've completed a full day of work entirely on their phone. Yeah. 42% have completed a tax return on their phone. It's a computer. Yeah. They were just wondering how much, I mean, they wanted to see how much people rely on them and it has it replaced so it fully. Com- yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't used a computer at home in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. It's all phone. The closest I've come is an iPad, and I don't even use that anymore. I use that to surf. That's all I do. Just take bigger photos and videos? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pornhub looks better yeah, on an yeah, iPad. That's like, come on. Let's <laughs> call it the way it is. If yep. the TV's being used and I can't cast to the TV, yeah. where's that iPad? Yeah, that iPad is better. But what are you watching that you can't cast to the TV? You know what I'm watching. I know what you're cast. watching, but I'm like, why skip that video. If no, you no, can't no, because there's on- other people in the house. Oh, you jerk off on everyone's home. Not when everyone's home. <laughs> Ew. And wood making. You know, he can see more details. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> He's not doing that. Get off that topic. It's wildly uncomfortable. Come on. Next. It's, it's not true. I'm going to go talk to Wintermeyer downstairs. Hey, ball up with me. Let's roll our f- topics. Tom, you ever jerk off? No, me neither. I didn't say no. I said it for you. <laughs> A new study looked at 12 fast food and fast casual places and ranked them based on the average cost of a popular meal nationwide. Panera Bread is the priciest, $15 per meal. Chipotle second, followed by Blaze Pizza, Shake Shack, Jersey Mike's. Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Shake Shack's wow. a little pricey. Is it really? I think for what you get, but it's good. I like it, but... Huh. Which one feels the most overpriced? Shake Shack uh, is by far. Yeah, it's burgers. Shake that's Shack, why. Because yeah. Shake Shack is just McDonald's only better. And McDonald's burgers still aren't $12. Blaze Pizza there, was close. second, yeah, followed yeah. by Mod Pizza, and then Panera, and then Chick-fil-A. But uh, it's a McDonald's and Taco Bell scored the best on value. Yeah. You can still get out of Taco Bell yeah. for like $12. tacos. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a full meal at Taco Bell and barely break 10 bucks. This guy, uh, Joby Poole, 32 years old, he got busted. This happened in England. He used a uh, metal grinder to break through a gate at an industrial park. Then he broke into the Cadbury cream egg factory and stole over 200,000 cream eggs. My God. Wow. 31,000 pounds, basically $38,000 in value. Lizzo that would have put a hitch yeah. <laughs> and Easter. It was Valentine. He had to steal Easter eggs for his Valentine. She's paid up all that Valentine's candy. You best get me some more. I'll be right back, Lizzo. Jesus Christ. They're not even making Valentine's candy. It's the 15th. I'll get some Cadbury eggs to her. That'll keep her quiet. I'm body positive. Yeah, yeah, I'm positive that's a big body, too. So, all right, I'll go get you some Cadbury eggs. I need 200,000 Cadbury eggs. Like now. This is a little uh, story from Valentine's Day. This couple is still together after uh, 57 years of marriage, but it was a little rocky. Tony Toto and Francis, his wife, are still together. They live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Don't do um, it. They said they've been blessed that we've had all these years, all this time, but there was a rough spot. Tony says in 1983... He and Francis had four kids and a pizza shop, but then Tony strayed from the marriage. Uh-oh. Francis found out. Uh-oh. 
she hired a hitman. That'll happen. All right. <laughs> what? To yeah. take oh, yeah. Tony Toto out. And um, the one night that uh, the most successful, he had five opportunities, this hitman. But the last one, it didn't work out because he couldn't pull it off each time. Not successful. Five yeah. times he just shot at Tony Toto? Didn't even get a round off the one time. So then Francis said, I'll step in, help you out. So the lady hired the hitman was going to do the work and event. Just have, if you want it done right, do it yourself. She's yeah. Well, she says, "All right, you come over yeah. at night. I'm going to set this thing up." <laughs> she basically took a, bo- a bottle of uh, sleeping pills, put it in Tony's food. He ate it. Then the teen <laughs> hitman. And then they shot. Came him. in, shot him twice. Once in the back of the head. Oh, that'll do it. And, it's about uh, time. Oh, is this the old, this is the I love you to death story? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is 40, 40 years, years later, they oh, made okay. it into a movie. Wow. Well, they but made it into a movie before. It was uh, Tracy Ullman and Kevin Klein. This is an old movie. Yeah, this is the actual couple. Right. I've seen them. Story. Oh, okay. They, they're still tell, alive. They're still together, too. Yeah. And still oh, he together. made it through the pills? Yeah. yeah. What? The, oh, reason, yeah. the reason he didn't die from the bullets is because she gave him so much painkiller and aspirin, it slowed his blood down. His body... So he didn't down. bleed out. Oh, wow. man. So she gave him all those sleeping pills. And he just shot him in the back of the head, and he laid in bed for a few days going, I'm just a little sleepy. And then five days later, the police put the two and two yeah. together. It was uh, River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves. She ended up doing four years in prison. No, it wasn't River It Was it? One of them was in love with Tracy Ullman. I, wanted, I think that was uh, River I Phoenix. I thinking of the Nicole Kidman one. That's, that's what that's, I was thinking of. And then it was, uh, uh, well, what was his name? The dude from Body, William Hurt. Hmm. He was in it. That's a good movie. And it's a true story. They've been on yeah. Oprah and Dr. Phil and all that. They've made the rounds. What are they touring around again for? They're just the, someone brought up the point that they're still together, oh, still yeah. alive and still together. Worked it out. Rosalie. It's a great story. Tony Toto was his name, though. That's yeah. not the movie name. They, they took some liberties, but same story. Got some radio videos. This first one is a, a guy doing a little bro flexing at the gym. And he uh, passes out because he's over flexing. He's flexing in a mirror in public? Yeah. <laughs> this is the douchiest thing maybe of all time. Oh, yeah. This happens all the time. Public gym. flexing? All that I've never well, seen. Well, he's in the gym. I've never seen happening. a guy. All the time Man. with their cameras out? I don't, oh, yeah. don't see that all ever. All the time. Because you're busy doing it. That's right. That's probably it. I don't see it because I'm, only, Jay don't I'm, stop I'm it. only looking at me. I do it at home maybe after a workout. You see if you've got any gains. Well, he is flexing. He looks good. He's done well. Pretty ripped. Oh, 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 oh that's oh, in the mirror. <laughs> oh, look at that imprint. His buddy was filming him. His buddy was filming him flex out too. Yeah, man. Oh, he... he Oh, look at the imprint. Look at the, look at the crease imprint right there. <laughs> I like how his buddy just runs to his uh, health. You know. He didn't do anything. He's laughing. That is great. I didn't know you could do that flexing. Of course, you'd have to have something to flex for me to want to do that. That dude's in much better shape than I am. This one's making the rounds again. This happened in 2012. It's a news reporter, Rob Leff, on location covering the... Uh, Inner tube toboggan race. Oh, he's done. <laughs> this dude's at the bottom of the hill, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Oh, these are always solid news. I'm rolling. All right. 
And he he tells them to go as he starts yeah. his story. Here come the toboggans, dummy. All right, so I've got my trusty stopwatch, and here they come down the hill. <laughs> You're going like to get killed, Ruben dummy. Is in the lead, and here comes out. Oh, no. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea. There was only two. <laughs> no kidding. Bob Black, Global News. That's great stuff. Whether that that's whether that's idea. set up or not, because it seems a little poorly acted. It's a great. He flip. didn't expect that to happen. It's that a flip great wasn't flip. No, <laughs> just fantastic work. Gets up and limps away. That's great. I like when they do it. Yesterday they had Emma Roberts up there from Channel Three walking around in the snow. Let me give em, uh, Channel Three um, an idea because I they they listen to me. I program that. I've I've stopped a lot of segments they've had that that coffee table talk that they were doing. I put a stop to that. I made them stop telling me that they Asking can smell what- bacon in my house. <laughs> Every morning on Saturday, and they go, is that bacon I smell? Good morning, Arizona. I'm like, stop it. Stop oh, being here. You watch Saturday morning. I love it. Oh, it's the it's worst. not as good as it used to he be. He terrible. But He's it, helped the program I a lot on totally those. helped the program. I'll help him again. Put a Sandler movie on over <laughs> there. Emma Roberts. <laughs> or not Emma Roberts. Emma Lockhart. is a say Emma Roberts. <laughs> Emma Lockhart is a newscaster. She was in the Batman movie when she was a kid, the Christian Bale ones. And now she's a reporter for Channel 3. Very pretty. But yesterday, they had her walking around in the snow. In a pair of jeans, and she turned away and walked away from the camera. Let me just tell you Damn. this: ratings through the moon. If you can get Emma to walk away from the camera and jeans some more, All right, I'm going to pull up AZ Family here. Ah, diggity! I mean, that girl in jeans is a thirty share. At Fox Ten, you got no chance. And she's very pretty. She's good at what she does. She's good at, at her job. There it is. I don't think that's the same oh. one. Maybe she did too. Because the second report, she was in the city. This might be it. Oh, that might be something Fast I didn't. That might be one I did That's didn't how she yeah. closes out each, each segment with a little uh, turnaround and walk but away. She, well, she walked away in those jeans. I'm like, oh, 30 share. The whole city just froze for a second. I don't care. You could be telling me about 9-11. Oh, people are down. You're like, look at the ass on that one. It looked fantastic. Oh, she's not in her jeans in this one. No, she's in snow boots. Oh, okay. Or snow pants. Snow pants. She was in a pair of just jeans. Wandering around the city. And I'm like, that's... There's the news for you. You want ratings? That's not it either. Snow pants again. She did another story. She was in a neighborhood. They probably took it down because it was just been too, up there too for sexy. Like days. It's too sexy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, that's not it. Yeah, make her walk away more. And she started wandering around. I'm like, we never get to see newscasters' pants. Now. That's pretty good. And yesterday, Nicole Kreitz had a low-cut shirt on, showing a lot of cleavage. I'm like, this, there, there's something going on over at Channel 3. Ian Schwartz had a, looked like a, a paper towel tube in his pants the other day. I'm like, oh, Whoa. I see. They're going to his audience, too. If you ever make it to uh, Mexico and want to enjoy the bullfights in the arena, this right. is uh, the setup. And this is what you're talking about, the, the cleanliness that okay. goes around. The bathrooms are really easy. Whoa. This is the, the crowd. There's a guy out. just, just peeing on the, the stairs. No, he's, oh, I guess he's missing that guy. He's just peeing. Yeah. Like he's peeing right on his back. Even in Mexico, they're a little bit Don't surprised. Don't want to miss the next fight. <laughs> a little bit surprised. Yeah, I like the grounds crew working up there. Nah, what are you going to do? You can't make it to the bathroom. It's Mexico. It already smells. <laughs> that's every day in Maryville. I don't yeah, know what, yeah, what's so say, special that, about this video. Why, that's why no one around <laughs> him looks shocked. That's so special about this yeah, video. No one around him looks like that's an unusual yeah. event. Probably filmed by Americans. Can you now let's go this? to some of the action in the bull ring. Uh oh. Dude's just walking around oh. the bull ring. Oh, they... It's like, uh, I think it's bowling. 
It's like people bowling. The ball goes up there and... Average Joes just wander around a bull ring. They take them off of a... Like seven of them off of a hay bale. That wasn't as violent as I wanted it. Yeah, that... Okay, let's... You want violence? Little, little G-rated. I'll give you a little more violence. Okay, this is the... Probably <laughs> the most brutal <laughs> knockout I've seen in UFC. Okay. I think the ref could have called it a while back, but this is All right. a fight years ago. Elbows to the face. The guy is already out. Yeah, I think he's dead. Well, that wasn't bad, Brady. About ten elbows to the face. All right, Brett, you got a. I got one more. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it gets better. <laughs> really, you're holding out hope. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me one. These people found a couple of uh, snakes in their ceiling. These people. <laughs> yeah, it did sound like bigoted, didn't it? <laughs> These people. I don't know if there was a couple. Or... Snake people. They got holes in there. Oh, they're putting holes in there. Oh, my Two God. gigantic reticulated pythons. They're 30 feet long. Longest snake in the world. Third world country. Yeah, this town. You live in Brady with the snake facts. Yeah. Longest ones ever. (laughs) That language gives me anxiety. I don't even know where they are, and I'm just like, ah. Those are some big-ass snakes in your ceiling. You know what that means? They got rats in their ceiling, Oh, yeah. There's one reason they're hanging out. Dump. And there's a kid missing, I guarantee you that. <laughs> Yikes. You, How do you not hear that over the last few days in your attic? You probably noticed the bulging in the roof <laughs> right. yeah, the way and the ceiling tiles but it's, first. It's all bulging because of water leaks. But when it slides around and the bulge moves, you're like, mm, something. One of the stories I saw on it, they did hear some rustling for like weeks. Right, because when you've got 180 pounds of snake in your ceiling, <laughs> yeah. you're going to hear that. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Brett, let's make it let's make it right. I can't tell if this one's CGI'd or not, but uh, let's. But I definitely got one that's not. We'll try this one first. All right, this one could be fake. It could be fake. All right, first Driving video on the freeway on a freeway in a Peterbilt looks like yeah. big old big rig. And watch out for falling objects. Oh, oh a guy just jumped no! up the thing. The guy just jumped up the overpass right into the semi. That is. <laughs> Good I lord! Don't think that's, that's, that was a, it was a lady. Yeah. Oh, he's right there. Look at that! Oh man! Hey, lady! Is that why you wanted it to be a woman? No. <laughs> okay. Is that a lady? Because I got a good one. If it is, <laughs> hey, lady, he says. Why do you think it's a woman? Why does Cargo it matter? It looked like a skirt. All right, let's go back. <laughs> Pervert. <I think> it- <laughs> You're trying to look up her skirt. She's look jumping to her death. It might be a chick. Yeah. It doesn't really it matter. Like it's right irrelevant there. to the story. I think it's cargo short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just irrelevant what it is. Wrong. Yeah. Why are you gender identifying? He's detail oriented <laughs> with his reports. Come on. We all know that. Oh, that's true. Brady is into the facts Thanks and the detail. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Oh, Lord. All right, Brett. That's enough. Another chick. All right. <laughs> that is the fattest woman I've ever seen on your screen. And then uh, this one's another little Ooh. car accident. All right. Just out of a like a ring. Whoa! And you missed oh, it. Oh, I missed it. Do it again. Oh, jeez. Oh, there goes the body. Geez. Oh, Jesus. The car hits a tree sideways. See the body? Yeah. Oh, he saw the oh, body. Yeah. Was it a bodies? man or a woman? Was that a woman? Bodies. Isn't there another one? Oh, yeah, I think one went yeah. further down the street. Oh, I think man or a woman. 
Birdie wow. needs to know. Hey, lady. <laughs> <laughs> There's one right there. There's one over in the doorway. And I think three? a third one might have shot down the road a little bit. Oh. That, he, they just lost control and sideways into a tree and just... Yeah. Here comes somebody on their bicycle. Somebody, yeah. Wow. Man, I don't know how you shoot out of there that far. That's crazy. That'll do it for today. Makes you not want to drive. Yikes. And? Is that That's it? it? Yep, okay. Sir. I'm saving some for tomorrow. You make me just want to bubble up and stay home. <laughs> hey, I have to preview uh, these. There's some I don't even show you guys. Yeah, the darkness. Yeah. Ugh. All right. There you go. That is your Brady Report. It's 98 KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. 98. We're uh, off and running. And it's an odd thing. I was just looking at a, a thing online that uh, was the, you know, day in history type stuff. They give you like great. Today is the 100th anniversary of finding King Tut or unearthing that kind of thing. It's kind of neat. And also, you forget how quickly we forget what lessons we learned or did not learn. Three years ago today was when that uh, cruise ship that got COVID First started to make everybody a little nervous. Remember they kept those people? And they people? had to stay out like, yeah. like three weeks out on yeah. sea or was it longer They than were that? on that thing for a long time. Uh, and it was still kind of a China thing. And they were like, oh, it's over there. It's not over here. But it's getting over here. We got a couple cases. And on. Uh, and then they flew stuff in. They, they, well, they were getting food to them and stuff. Yeah. But they were all trapped on that boat. 400 citizens. Uh, America evacuates 400 citizens from COVID-19 infected cruise ship Diamond Princess. That had been quarantined in Japan on this day. They had 400 Americans out as they were worried about. Those people were on that boat for a long time. And they were kind of like, what's going on? This was three years ago. Feels like how long ago does that feel like? Ages, doesn't yeah. it? It doesn't feel oh, like yeah. it's just three short years ago. We were all looking at each other going, I don't buy it. Like I remember sitting here thinking right at this very moment three years ago, looking around the room going, I, it, just, it just seems manufactured. It seems like somebody's trying to. Mess up the economy. It's, uh, nope. Well, they did that, though. They did that. Yeah. Couldn't have been more wrong about that, though. And then they got it back. You know, we worked it back. But it felt like a election year game. It felt like all sorts of stuff that was like, ah, we're mounting out of a mole. We've had SARS. We've had this. It's the flu. Turned out that reaction initially wouldn't have been so unbelievably wrong in hindsight to sit back and go, everybody calm down. But that's hindsight. I also agreed with the idea that let's take all the precautions we can just in case. But I remember it was right about this time three years ago talking with Larry and convinced. Larry was convinced. And some a lot of people were. They're, we're all probably going to die. Like it was the end. It was, this is it. This is the one that gets us because it's going to get so fast. And we're like, I don't know, it's mid-February. And then a month from now, three years ago, God, it feels, I, it doesn't feel like we're talking about something from, the 50s? Remember when they had all the refrigerated trailers downtown yeah. and stuff because they were just the morgues are getting the morgues, but yeah. that was like June. Yeah. And we couldn't even keep the morgues. That's such a weird thing that it's just been that blip. And it, it's almost like we hated it so much we, we were like, forget it. I know I have. I've kind of erased the whole feeling, the lessons learned, the lifestyle changes, the entire situational thing just kind of was like, nah. Okay, that happened. Let's let's never really. It's it's what a psychiatrist would say is you know you're completely burying this thing. Your repressed memories and a little yeah. I mean the way you start off. But, but yesterday I was just talking about you, you hear oh, so and so's out. They got COVID. The, yeah. the surge no big deal. right. 
is out there, but it's not. Eh. It isn't a surge anymore because we definitely do have but I things in go, place that are, it's much the weaker. The mindset is completely different. Right. Well, it's also a different illness as it's morphed, you know, things that morph, get, it's weaker and weaker and weaker. But do you weaker. look at people now in the stores that are still wearing masks yes. going, what, what's your problem, dude? I it's over. This, Knock it off. I had this conversation with Adam Ray. And he goes, you know, I should probably still wear that stupid mask on planes because people hack and cough and all that. And I'm like, yeah. I said, but you don't want to be that n- n- that nutball that's still in a mask. And you don't know that person's story. They, they maybe might have something really wrong with them that yeah. they can't even inhale the outside air. It has nothing to do with COVID. But we all look at people like masks uh, in masks, and I think we look at them like, ugh, this jackass still wearing it's outside. You're outside. You don't know their story, but I think it's because internally it makes us feel like we're fragile, susceptible. We remember that time, and we want everybody to kind of dismiss that. Don't wear the masks. It reminds me of when things yeah. weren't – I had no control. Anxiety. Yeah. It's very anxious. Look, I don't like people in masks. I saw a lady walking down the street, 44th Street in uh, McDowell, wearing a mask. She's walking. She's outside. And I wanted to yell at her, like, stop it. You remind me of a time I had no control over myself. Three short years. And when Adam and I were talking on Sunday, uh, and he goes, well, you know, I mean, it would be a smarter thing to do. Wear the mask. Be like, you know, better off. And I'm like, do you think we learned anything from COVID? Do you think we as a society learned anything if it started again right now? What do you think would happen? Same thing. I think it would be 10 times worse. Think so? I oh, think yeah. we'd have more people fighting. Be... No one would oh, wear yeah, the mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant it would yeah, be. I think what I learned from that is. The dress rehearsal of COVID taught us we are incapable of any sort of semblance of organization, whether we agree. If we disagree with it, we have to scream. Now, the vaccine thing being mandatory, all that, we started to have some arguments, you know, and that there's, made sense to me. There's science behind both sides. That's the problem. That's the issue, though. Yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, if we all do the same thing for just a minute, maybe maybe this goes away faster. But the, the message was so poorly delivered. I think if... Anybody had the nerve to go on TV and say, hey, we got another thing coming. It's pretty bad. And it's going to get a good portion of people. We'd all sit back with our fingers in the air going, you're not doing that to me again. You're not stopping commerce this time. And we would fight tooth and nail to not do what they said. And I don't think that's party lines. I think there'd be a, a group, like a small group of people that would fall in line and the rest of us would be like, F you, I've seen this movie. It's no big deal. And it might be like The Last of Us where it's this fungus that's killing everyone and that's a real fungus, by the way, in The Last of Us. They, they based it off of a real thing. It can't get into humans, which is why it's... But, but they, if it could. They morphed it into this That's thing. That's how it, like, yeah, yeah, it started off saying that. Hor- horrifying. <laughs> but I wonder if we learned anything. I wonder if we actually sat back and said, you know what? We need to be better about when everybody needs to, to pitch in. I, I think we got worse. I think, if anything, COVID made us a worse bunch. I think if anything, it made us all sit back and say, ah, I'll do it my way. I'm not listening to them. And there's an argument to be made that you're right to feel that way. Yeah. Because we got screwed with bad politics is basically all it came down to. The one that I keep seeing is that theory about all these young people or people just dropping dead on yeah. the well, field. Another there's soccer just... player did it the other day. Just dropped dead. And you're like, when, I, when my friend had his stroke and I asked the... Nurse, the first day I'm in the hospital, I'm like, "Is I know this is crazy. I don't want to be this guy, but do you think the vaccine, this guy was perfectly healthy and he has a, a clot and a brain bleed? She goes, well, it's not uncommon for someone his age to have that. But she goes, but we're not dismissing it. So I'll tell you that. We look into that. And I'm like, all right. 
So even the medical professionals are kind of like, we'll see. I mean, no matter what the medication is, there's always, sure. the, I mean, there's that's why they put this, the side effects. So even right. if it was 1%. Well, antibiotics is not 100% effective on everybody. And the side effects that hit yeah. certain amounts of people uh, make it uh, an acceptable amount. Like 90, 98% of people are fine with antibiotics. The 2% that aren't can't stand uh, that 98% are. They're, they're at risk of anything. Their hair falls out. They get, you know, skin diseases. It's all sorts of terrible things. And, but it's an acceptable amount of people that can't take it. So everybody's like, ah. For approval. Yeah, it's fine. And not even approval. It's just, it's out there. It's just like, you get approved for a lot less than that. They kept saying it was 30% ineffective, the stuff for COVID. 30% ineffective. is 70% of you will be fine. 30% is either going to do bad things or nothing at all. That's okay. That's a good number for us to live with. And they knew. We all reacted differently. I just don't know. I just don't. I don't know if we picked anything up on it. I was just reading about that, and I'm like, my God, that was only three years ago. And it feels like I think I've done that in my own head. I've put that so far back in the rearview mirror because it was just such an odd time. I don't really count it as part of my life almost. My liver is still recovering. I know. I drank that's like a fish. Did. Maybe that's why I don't remember it very well. I was drunk a lot. <laughs> I did. I just yeah. sipped myself out There's of nothing it. nothing else to do. There was nothing to do. I played wiffle ball until I got bored with it. Played with the dogs as much as I could. They got bored. They didn't. That's how bad it was. I was home so much the dogs would look at me when I'd go outside like, no, we're done here. <laughs> you are running us ragged, man. We cannot chase that ball. You chase the goddamn ball. They nothing. I drank. I, mm-hmm. Everybody got fat and drunk. So, some neighborhoods were a little more. Watch Tiger lenient. King. <laughs> Watch Tiger King. Talked about Tiger King. Some neighborhoods what? Were a little more lenient. East Valley like Gilbert. There's more people outside, you know, yeah. the, the conservative. Yeah, well, they were fighting it, right. screaming at each other and everything else. And, yeah, but it knows. was, a, it is a flash. Yeah, it, it went away. That was one of those things you had to go. And I didn't, you know, even though I didn't agree with a lot of things, I'm like, look, just get it off our desk. Let's, the faster we all kind of get in bo- on board, the faster this might go away. And I just didn't, I don't know, I think we would have a mess on our hands if it started to happen again. Anyway, happy anniversary, everybody, on that boat, because that had to be a treat. Being locked on a cruise ship for a month with a bunch of hillbillies. Oh. Oh. Especially if you bought the suite. If you spent like six or $7,000 on your trip and everybody on the inside of the boat, on those inside wallless, windowless rooms that had fold-down beds, spent $600 to go on the same trip as you. Oh. Imagine, and I've said this to people before, imagine if the Excalibur set sail one day and got lost at sea oh. and you were on a vacation room. with everybody else who had the 2995 room at the Excalibur and you had to sift through them to get through to your buffets that they were drooling on a second ago. Oh, God. Torture. If your resort fees are higher than your room fees, <laughs> right. it's a no-go. And we got oh, us, yeah, we got us a room for 2995. We on the same trip you on. Like, oh, no, that's true. I just locked myself in. Yeah, well. All the furniture against the door. <laughs> Keep the hillbillies oh. away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on some of those rooms, those people in those interior I don't know, rooms I don't know how you that do are it. just. The, the beds fold down off the side of the wall. Take up the whole room. There's a small TV at your foot. There's a sink and a toilet within an inch. It's a prison cell. Couldn't do it. Anyway, happy anniversary, everyone. COVID's back. Oh, that's right. That. COVID conversations are all back. We're celebrating three years of COVID now. It's crazy. We'll see what happens next, but I don't think we learned a thing. 
I don't think we walked around learning a thing. I think we all got angry about it. And this is never going to happen again. So anything starts with, I'm watching The Last of Us, and I'm sitting there thinking, again, that goes back to my theory. Like, I wouldn't fight like these people. I don't know what you're fighting for. What kind of existence is this? you got to run around and kill everybody and ah, shoot me dead. I'm not interested in that. Or the third episode where a twink falls in your trap and then you live 23 years of boning some hairy guy because that was episode three when Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec tried to live the perfect isolated life until some twink fell in his trap and then he took him into the house and they twinked out for a full two decades until they died together. It was two decades, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it started in like 2003 and then yeah. 20, 2023 is 20 years of them just a good run. hardcore hair boning all over the place. And again, that episode is beautiful, but oh, the hair. When they get in bed together and they're nude from waist up and the one dude's a little cold and his hair's actually standing out like 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 there's static electricity and it's just long chest and tummy hair and then they get and on top that, of him. does that power move uh, on top. He gets on top of him. And they're stuck. And he says to him, have you ever done Velcro. this? He's like, no. And then they just, just gets on him. I think they did it missionary, which was hardest to watch. That was my thoughts. But a twink fell in his hole. He was going to be happy living in his compound all alone. He just escaped Fedra. He made it through. And lucky for him, his needs landed in a pot outside of his house. <laughs> and they ate rabbit and drank wine and each other. And they had belly full of seed till the day they died. Just, just lovely. And then the last episode was really great. When one of the bloateds takes a head off. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I have. I have I watch this yet. last one. Anyway. But it's based on the fact that we all know deep down this might happen, that we could have, you know, an infection that takes us over. It's, it's a good show because it's realistic at this point. It used to be kind of fantasy or sci-fi. Uh-uh. You could see that going down. And, and the way they write it is the way I feel. It's like nobody would behave. We'd all go crazy and start firing away at each other. Government would become Nazis. We'd become crazy. Ah, Anyway, three short years ago, we started that crap. So just cover your sneezes and wash your hands. How about that? In honor of today. That'll work. Uh, We were going to do a quick game of name that asshole today. Uh, And then you can go to the zoo because of it. This is where we all write stories about ourselves. A true story about one of the members of the show. No, 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 no. no, Oh, no. You got to participate. Brad, it's not ratting yourself out. No, it is. Absolutely not. It doesn't have to be illegal. Let me say this. It doesn't have to be illegal. Something you've done in the past to someone that's funny or just like, oh, my God. For instance, the one story I always tell that when I took that blind guy to Taco Bell and he opened his wallet, it was $10, and he owed me for gas, but he never offered. <laughs> and there was a 20 in there, and I told him I took a 10, and I stole his money because he's blind. He didn't know. I told him, I said, you only have a 10. It should be a 20 in there. There isn't anymore. <laughs> Give it to the Taco Bell guy, got the change, and moved on. He never, ga- he never gave me gas money. I was driving him all over the place. I washed his dog for him once. That dog hated him. Anyway, uh, name that asshole is a game we're going to play, and we'll give you some stuff. If you name all of the uh, stories properly, uh, or guess which ones, we'll have a couple of stories. Just, you know, little two-line stories, Brett. You don't have to go crazy with details. Land the plane early. Get in there, tell us this happened, this happened, and that was it. Brady ordering pizzas for that dead girl in college. That's a great one, where he ordered a bunch of pies and then hid in the bush to watch the sorority house answer. I did not do that. Yes, you did. The only reason I know about it... And guess what that is? Compliance guilt. I assisted. You did it. You did it. You did it. 
when you wrote the story of what asshole number one did, okay. you were, you did that. This is why you'll be in hell with me, the lying. You have to confront your guilt and your uh, confession, Brady. You confessed Like that. Ray Lewis, I was there. You did it. And Ray Lewis was guilty of that, being there murdering people. You giggled in a bush while pizzas were delivered to a dead girl. What a dick. Yeah, see? I didn't do it. Name that asshole. <laughs> yes, you did, or we wouldn't know about it. You were in on it. I'm not ratting the guy who did. <laughs> you did it, because I am you. You didn't go, stop it, this is wrong. You were like, ah, get six of them. What are they going to do with those pies afterwards? The dead girl can't eat them. I should go talk to the guy. You were in on that, and that's why Name That Asshole is such a successful game. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. A couple of stories from each guy, all four of us, and then we can name it. We'll have that game coming at you in just moments. It's 98KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98KUPD. Time for you to call up and try to guess the, uh, the the names of these things. But the A-hole is, uh, oof, man, it is strong in this room. <laughs> I'm holding the stories. I will read these stories. I'm going to read like five or six of them. You have to name each one who's responsible for each story. Ready? I'll shuffle. So there's no particular order that they're in. And we will start here. Name that a-hole. It could be Brett. It could be me. It could be Brady. It could be Toledo. A confession for all of us. Get our sins out there. This uh, <laughs> Story number one. This a-hole uh, had an ex-girlfriend that he lived with, and she moved into a new place. So the a-hole uh, had to go over and pick some stuff up out of the house they lived in uh, that she had taken. She just had her new bed delivered an hour before the a-hole had gotten there. No sheets or anything. Well, ex-sex happened. So when the a-hole finished, he decided to use her bed as a landing zone. And the a-hole looked her in the eyes and said, There's something to remember me by. Enjoy your new bed. And he left. Story number one. Story number two. In eighth grade, this a-hole had three buddies come over after school to play video games and hang out. They started folding each other in a hide-a-bed in the a-hole's house. See how long they could last folded up. 30 seconds was the record. Until they decided to leave the one guy in there for about 20 minutes. Because they just left him there. Just left him. This a-hole thinks that that person will come back and kill him someday. Story two. Story three. This asshole got browbeaten by his wife for buying a used engagement ring when he proposed to her. (laughs) It's something she brought up often and shamed him even after they got married by telling friends. All right. Uh, This a-hole took a couple quarters off a hot dog on a stick counter to play video games at the mall. The cup was changed to help buy supplies for Jerry's kids. But the a-hole justify it by saying those kids were used to life disappointing them anyway. (laughs) Uh, One night, this a-hole was coming home from a football game. On the highway, the a-hole noticed a car on the side of the road. The a-hole recognized the guy and his friend standing next to the car. It was summer, blazing hot, and he thought, you know, I should go help those people. But it's too hot. He did it. 
people were never found again. All right, that's, too, that's close. This asshole lost $20 that his mother had given him to buy his father a birthday present back in junior high. Instead of admitting he was careless with the money, the asshole's asshole friend convinced him to tell his mother he was robbed. Good thinking. The asshole told his mother he didn't expect her to call the authorities. Well, that's when the asshole dug in deep. And when asked, described two fictional Mexican kids and a black guy as the assailants. <laughs> Pretty sure one kid was detained. We'll start there. Those are your stories. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of a-holing. The first one, where the a-hole busted on the brand new bed of his ex-girlfriend and then said, there you go, a little moving in present for you. The second one was the, uh, was that the uh, quarters? No, that was the the football game, right? Yeah. No, no, that was a, that was a, yeah. Back no, it was the couch. Part. It was the, the, couch. the couch. That's one, right. Yeah. Folding guys up in the couch. That a hole folding up on the couch. Uh, then they uh, this the engagement ring, used engagement ring, cup of quarters, <laughs> uh, the football game, leaving your friends stranded on the side of the road, and then finally, the two Mexican and black kids that didn't exist that robbed this young man. <laughs> I believe it was at knife point. Probably, I don't know. Assuming we went to Mexico. Let's just go blind with it. See who's on the phone, Bert. Grab them right now. Uh, 585-9800. We got tickets to the zoo and probably something else to throw in there for you. All you have to do is name the a-hole that did it. I'll recount the stories for you as we go. Someone called Brightview is on the phone. Is this from Planet of the Apes? Is Brightview there? Bright Eyes? And they hung up. Bright Eyes? All right, we're to Bright wireless Ice? caller. <laughs> to a wireless caller. Uh, turn your radio down. Who is this? Can you still hear it? I got to turn on You got to turn your radio there down. You go. There you go. Uh, what's your name? Brian. All right, Brian. Just guess as you think it's uh, who you think it is. Who do you think the a-hole in the room is that uh, sprayed all over his uh, ex-girlfriend's brand new bed when she moved into the apartment? That was John. I'm sorry. Incorrect. Right away. You're narrowing it down for the next guy. I apologize. Wow. Eventually, it's just going to be known. Next caller. We'll go with uh, line four. David is on line four. David, are you there? Yeah. All right. Uh, who do you think the guy was who hosed his uh, ex-girlfriend's bed down with his uh, yummy stick? Uh, yeah, it's got to be Brett. That is Brett. That's correct. That's one. Well oh, done. All right. That is one. <laughs> Just the voice inflection of telling yeah. the story. Well, actually, when Brett wrote this, <laughs> Brett wrote this story at the end, I had to change it because he goes, I left that broad something to remember me by. I'm like, well, that's a dead <laughs> giveaway, Brett. Your writing tells the tale. So, yes, story number one is definitely Brett. We've got that one out of the way. Uh, then the next one was the folding people up in couches and leaving a kid in there for hours until he just nearly died. Uh, well, that's kind of lame. I said Brady. <laughs> that's exactly right. You're on fire. You know the show very well. That is lame. That is Brady. That's story number two. Sorry, Larry Stelter. Right. Story number was it Larry Stelter that was yeah, trapped in the couch? Him up. Story number three was the asshole who bought a used engagement ring. Ah, it's Richard. Richard is correct. The story that lives <laughs> on forever. This guy is killing it right now. Uh, the next story was taking quarters off of the hot dog on a stick counter to play video games. Uh, and they were for uh, Jerry's kids. Uh, gotta be you, John. That is me, correct. <laughs> Aladdin's Castle was the best day ever. Me and my friend John Stevens didn't have any quarters left. And we saw this bucket of change there. Doink. 
All right, now we're getting somewhere. What was the next one? All right, the uh, the the asshole who lost twenty dollars and uh, told his mother he was robbed, and then the she called the cops, and he had to describe kids that didn't exist, and he blamed people of color. Well, yeah, anybody. Anything that has to do with BIPOC got to be Brett. Incorrect! <laughs> oh, no! I knew that was going to bait somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to let you go, David. The next person only has to name two stories. David did all the hard work for you. That's what asshole games do. They narrow it. They make somebody do all the work, and then somebody else gets there. Uh, give me Harry on the for Harry Ariola is the name, and I cannot believe it's real. Harry, are you there? Hello, hello. All right. Turn your radio on. You got two. Who do you think the asshole was who described uh, uh, two Mexican kids and a black kid robbing him in a mall, even though it never happened and they didn't exist? That's you, John. That is exactly right. <laughs> Horrified. Again, John Stevens. My uh, friend John Stevens was with me. I was supposed to buy something for, uh, I think it was Father's Day or my dad's birthday or something. My mom gave me 20 bucks and we lost it. Jeez. And my mom was very like, don't lose this. You go in there and you do it. And we lost it. And then I blamed uh, two Mexican kids and a black guy to the police. I knew that's why we got along. Well, and for the win here, Harry, you can do it because David did all the work for you. Who do you think the person was that left everyone stranded on the side of the road on a hot summer day because he just didn't feel like helping? That's Brady. That is Brady. <laughs> that is Brady. Yeah. Great story. That is Brady. And, yeah, better part is the people on the side of the road recognized that Brady went by and later <laughs> screamed at Brady, why didn't you stop? It was hot out. <laughs> You're not going to be here much longer he anyway. They didn't recognize. <laughs> oh, I yes, told them after did. the fact. Uh, we no, got no. a phone call from one of the guys inside because I believe you did honk at them. <laughs> That, was it Hanson yep. that was in the car, too? Brian Hanson was with him? I think so. Yeah, bank, bank. Yeah, bank, bank. <laughs> all right, nice job. Hold on a second, Harry. You've got the prizes because David did all the work and Harry does all the scoring. That's right. Name that asshole a solid. You threw him off with that, though. Here are the two I didn't read. <laughs> There's another one on the Oh, you got another? So you got one, too? All right. Oh, I didn't know Here we were the, Oh, you can do as, as many oh, as you want. Well, now, now you know it's not now. Brett. Uh, this one says, uh, this asshole stole Todd Beck's lunch tickets in grade school because Todd had teased him on the playground and couldn't figure out how to hide them. So he threw them away in class and lied to the teacher point blank when he asked who stole the tickets. Turns out Todd's family couldn't afford lunch and they had to eat B&J backup lunches for an entire week because you threw away his lunches. That was fatherless Toledo. Wow. <laughs> Terrible individual. <laughs> Thought couldn't have the great pizza or anything that week because they give you backup right. lunch. Because your backup lunch is the garbage PB and J. Because you ruined him. Sorry, Todd. What Sorry, Dick. Sorry, poor Todd. Todd's Todd's rich now. He's a dentist in Portland. I bet. <laughs> Who's laughing now? And you know what? I bet his dad's proud of him. <laughs> he is. So actually. take that. He posts about it all the time. All right. Uh, this one says have, and this is uh, too close to Brett's. So this is why I skipped over this one. Oh. Have a, having a sexual relationship with a coworker, this asshole was very upset that it had ended. And months later, when the girl asked uh, the a-hole to watch her dogs for a weekend, he agreed. In a moment of bitterness, he decided to use her couch pillows as drop zones for his wiener baby. <laughs> uh, thinking to himself that every time she laid her head down, that audible crunch would be just enough. Brady! Ah. By the way, the asshole laughed while he wrote this. Brady. It's Brady. No, it isn't. That was me. I'm the wiener baby dropper. 
And this one uh, is another one. This is mine also, but I'm proud of this one. Says this uh, asshole convinced an entire group of high school kids to run and not help a man who had clearly been severely injured. Well, he approached them screaming the word help because the asshole said, what if he has AIDS? I bet this is a trick. And we all ran. (laughs) Uh, Several students left a man who only needed someone to just call an ambulance. It was. It ended up being uh, one of the janitor's assistants at Dobson High School. Oh, Came man. around the corner, gushing blood out of his face, screaming, "Help! Help!" And I'm like, "Everybody, run! This is a trick!" <laughs> and they all listened to him. Oh, no! He's spreading the AIDS. He's got the AIDS. Well, it was you know, it was the it was '88, probably. It was in the height of AIDS fear. So anybody come around a corner covered in blood, you're like, "Get out of here! This guy's got the AIDS. It's a trick." So, yeah, name that asshole. Once again, very powerful. Brady, you did not do the story that was requested. Yeah. Because you're ashamed of name that asshole. Because deep down you won't confess. But my favorite name that asshole story, I was there. I witnessed it when Brady asked Fred (laughs) Goldman where the glove section was at (laughs) Nordstrom. Was he doing the double guns, too? We got off the escalator. I didn't know Fred Goldman worked at, was it Dillard's or Nordstrom's? Whatever they call it. Nordstrom's. And Brady and I went to the mall. I'm sure we had some sandwiches. <laughs> we were belly full of fun. Walking around the Nordstrom's. And there's O.J. Simpson, trial fame, Fred Goldman. How about that, Brady? Look at that. There's Fred Goldman. Yeah, he works here. We walked by him. And as we walked by, Brady loudly said, and he is a foot and a half away from us. I got to know where the glove section is. Will you point me in the direction of the gloves? <laughs> I am very hard to make cringe. I was a puddle of a man. <laughs> Laughing. They would have oh. guessed you on that one if you would have posted oh, that are you, one. Are you abs- yeah. No, because I have I have character and cooth. <laughs> I would not do that to a man whose son was murdered on live television, basically. Brady had no no qualms with that one. Yeah, I want to put me in the direction of the glove section. And then he walked, thanks for my Freddy boy, or something stupid <laughs> Where's like the that. Where's the Because he saw that he was destroying me internally. I was done. <laughs> yes, I was laughing. But to that moment of weakness and sadness, the combination of emotional sadness and hysterical laughter weakened me to being, a, I had, my skeleton stopped working for a few seconds. It just, yeah. just, I became jelly. Do you remember the other thing that happened at Nordstrom? We're walking through, and we're going through the, uh, the lady section, the makeup area, and there's this lady that's uh, spritzing people. Oh, yes. And I went right up next to her. She's got her back towards <laughs> that's me. That's right. And I, and I held her. I went to hold her hand. Oh, it like, was, yeah. And she freaked she out. She lost we it. And way before me, too, way before any of that, Brady's tried to hold the stranger's hand. <laughs> She's foreign. And she was from somewhere else. They don't do it there. <laughs> there's some Roman Catholic something and going on. And he just <laughs> held her hand while she talked to me. And I was watching him do it, and he got real close. And What are you doing? What are you doing? And then she just <laughs> flipped the F out. Yeah, Brady's great Nord- times. Oh, it was great times. Brady's Nordstrom runs were... Uh, detrimental to my existence. But you won't write that story. The Fred Goldman story. One of my favorites. Goldman couldn't hear. That's a brilliant story. Yeah. Oh, he could hear. You know how I knew? He looked like that Indian in front of the trash heap when we walked away. There's a tear rolling down his cheek. (laughs) And what I like about it now is that I'm okay with it through time. As time has worn on, you're the one uncomfortable with it. I had to live through the pain of it. You have to live with having done it. And it eats you up. That I can see it in your face. I shouldn't have done that. And I, I'm fine with it now. 
Enough times passed where I'd, I'd talk to Fred about it. I, I might even go up to Fred and give him a, f- a few bucks and go, Hello, Twitter world. Here's five more. <laughs> Payments on time. Anyway. Well, there you go. Name that asshole. And congratulations to our winner, Harry Ariola. Anyway, I can't believe that's his real name, but if it is, I love your parents. They're He's assholes, going to the too. Zoo. Yeah, you're going to the zoo. Brady's going to take Harry Ariola to the zoo. Which one of you guys is Harry Ariola? <laughs> I like him. Uh, it's 909. FanDuel bets. No football. Ouch. But we're going to have our FanDuel bets coming up next. It's 98. Goldberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. 98. There's Ozzy for you for now. Uh, hopefully not planning any Zoom tours anytime soon. We had Dick Van Dyke last night on the uh, Mass Singer. Brett watched. Brady watched. I didn't watch it. I just you just saw, saw the clips. Yeah, you followed it later. Weirder, but Brett, you watching it was kind yeah. of weird because there's Dick Van Dyke, 97 year old Dick Van Dyke on the thing, and Brett says after, and he goes, "Poof, Ozzy might go on that show." I'm telling you. But again, like we talk about all What's the, the time, the FanDuel on it. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. Guess him. Pretty reasonable. Oh yeah, it's going to be wheeled out there. It's going to be something on. Hello, name that tune. No, what's that? You're on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> wrong show, dog. But the, uh, uh, yeah, and we started to talk about that. They're guessing, and every time I watch that show, they always guess Barack Obama. Yesterday, they're guessing Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman and Robert De Niro. De Niro's not going on The Masked Singer anytime, ever, ever. And he'll take money to do a bad movie. Yeah. But he ain't going on The Masked Singer. He's not that desperate yet. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? That's De Niro. <laughs> Just like me, they long to be close to you, huh? They'll huh? go the other way. Yeah. Is that YouTube sensation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they'll guess somebody. No, not nothing. They don't know who that is. Machine Gun Kelly. Is it Adam Driver? What are you? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I don't know. They're not guessing very good. They'd have that little thing. Of, they, they, they not guessing very good. I don't know. <laughs> the affected voice, but Dick Van Dyke comes out ninety-seven. But they're guessing De Niro. Your show is not getting De Niro. Pesci, maybe. No. No, no way. Oh. He might sing, but he's, he can sing. Look, all Joe Pesci has to do to sing is ask, uh, hey, can I come on your show and sing? And then he could sing. Like Fallon, oh, yeah. let him do it, Colbert, every, everyone. He doesn't have to play that game. He can get a job. Dick Van Dyke's 97. He's on his way out. Why not put him in a non-breathable outfit to let his 97-year-old bones roast for 45 minutes while he tries to impress Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger. That's what Miss New Booty was saying, too. She's like, they, they booted him first so he can yeah. get out of that He can't wear chamber. that suit every yeah. week. He's, you got to get rid of him immediately. They're just happy he finished the song. <laughs> 97. Hey, you, i got to yeah, admit, uh, he did pretty good great. for being 97. I was like, wow, okay. His voice is still cool as hell. Yeah. Sorry. The uh, the better part is like you know they're probably like all right Robin who do you think it is uh, is it the Pope is it the Pope yeah it's the Pope you idiot <laughs> of course it is I'm just glad I could be part of it Laura anyway it's time now for our FanDuel bets now without football this has gotten very difficult I got to hang out with the FanDuel people at the Phoenix Open there on Saturday awesome awesome dude 
Of course, they've been taking our oh, money every week. <laughs> exactly. Why wouldn't they? Let me tell you this. <laughs> Hello, Mush Holmberg. Can I tell you this? You guys are awesome. FanDuel people love us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, they're big fans of what we're doing. And I've never seen a happier person in my life than a dude representing FanDuel. They're rolling in it. What a business to be in. Uh, but it is just so much fun. And Toledo noticed that there's going to be bets on the Academy Awards. Yeah, they got oh, a section in there So already. in a couple weeks, when that gets going, we're definitely putting our money on that. And I'm, I'm going Maverick, hardcore Top Gun. And you said something. You're like, I'm betting all the, the black people movies. Yeah, because that's parlay, yeah, the Oscars didn't nominate enough black people, yep. so their guilt is going to get I'm to I'm taking them. that one. I'm with you on that. That's a pretty good move. Because they're, you know, Oscars so white is back, so they got to start making good on their stupid nominations. That safe they bet. That's a safe bet. Uh, or if anybody's deaf or blind, that definitely yeah. wins up. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Tonight, the Suns are back in action, and I just want to focus and hyper-focus everything about the Suns coming up. Again, all my Suns friends last night went bananas. Nicole Bridges scored 45 points last night. The Suns screwed him. We lost the best player in basketball. Kendrick Perkins went on a tweet today and said... Uh, uh, Mikel Bridges with smooth 45-piece wing dinner, eight biscuits, and five apple pies. Phoenix was in his damn way. Carry on. <laughs> Eddie Johnson fires back. He wasn't held back, Perk. Mikel was tremendous for the Suns. You did see what he averaged for the last month without book. Uh, we're not surprised. You should have tuned in more. You give up potential greatness to get already greatness, and you should know that. He and Perkins are going back. So one good game for Mikel Bridges and the Suns nation is now worried what happens if Durant gets hurt. Did we give up too much? Settle down. I agree with Eddie. Sun's going to win again. We'll be all right. But tonight, they've got the Clippers in town. Uh, George and Leonard are here. So I want a four-leg uh, parlay from each of you on the game. I'll put my four on it, and I'll build the 16-legger, and we'll split it. Sweet. Each one of you goes. We'll split the big boy as I see fit. All right, here's my four-legger. I'll give you mine first. I screw it all up, by the way, because I have one that kills the whole bet in the first second. jump. All right, looking oh, you, forward to you're it. You're betting first basket. DeAndre Ayton hits the first basket. All right. Then I got Ayton to have 12 rebounds. Ooh. Chris Paul to have eight plus assists. Paul George for the Clippers. Four made threes. Wow. It's a plus 3,600. I used my $20 free bet for this because sure, they're giving not? me a $20 free bet. Oh, I forgot to do that. Yeah, right, I'll just I'll opt in, on, in that. on that. Yeah, Brady, what's yours? I got Book twenty five plus points, Leonard twenty five plus points, over two hundred twenty five and a half points, and the Suns win between one and ten points. That's a plus fourteen oh two. Okay, and two twenty five was your over. Two twenty five and a half. Oh, two twenty four and a half. Okay. All right, I like that. That's actually pretty good stuff. Toledo, what do you got? Went a little safer. Mine's only plus 467. I got Paul George to score 20 points, Chris Paul to score 15, over 218.5, and Devin Ooh. Booker to hit two threes. I can't put that same one on there. Book hits two threes. That's good. All right, I might have to pick one do of the overs. Just, I'm yeah. going to take your over. Because 218 over is better than 224, so I'm going to bump Brady's out. What do you got? Toledo and I are kind of on the same wavelength there, but I got the I got the uh, Suns on the money line, Paul George 20-plus, Chris Paul 15-plus, and Kawhi Leonard 20-plus. Ooh, that's pretty good. You have Paul 15-plus. These yeah. are all good. Uh, this, what did that this, come in at? Guys, uh, 642. Nice. I got to tell good. you something. Uh-oh. 
the NFL behind us? I think maybe we all just won We're something. I think, I think we might... <laughs> I think we might have found our Feel niche really here. Good about yeah. the ball, John. I'm liking this. Change the ball. I think some. Uh, my prediction: one of us wins our our four legger tonight. Are you, I will lose my 16 legger. There's no question about it. But I'll do it for fun. Are you mushing out on Paul's hockey bets? Didn't you say that he's he's Paul's guaranteed? fantastic at it? I just don't trust. Paul will text Let's you. Middle, the, the Hurricanes are up. You know the the over under five. And he's like, and they, you know, it's three to two. I'd take them minus this, but and he'll give you like in-game bets, and they knock out a lot. And then I started betting with him, and I mushed every one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the Canadians are going to get this back. They're down four-one, but they've got a blah blah, and they're going to win this thing. So take them money line plus eight hundred. And I'm like, they're down three goals. Do it. I've hit the last Damn. twelve of these. I get on there. Canadians lost like nine to one. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so I don't bet hockey with them anymore because I feel I ruined it. Did he blame you? Oh yeah, Paul blame me. Paul blames me when he wins. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so there you go. FanDuel's making it fun. You can get in on the Oscar betting. You can do all sorts of fun stuff with it. And of course, with basketball here, you can go nuts. And by the way, plus five thousand for Mikel Bridges to score forty five points last night. Wow. But anybody, nobody bet that. But plus five thousand to bet that Mikel would have forty five plus. It's five grand on a hundred dollar bet. Five hundred bucks for a ten dollar bet. It's pretty awesome. So uh, it's fun all the way around. Is that right? It's five. So no, it would be fifty thousand for a hundred and five for ten. Right? No, wait. A hundred would be five. That's yeah, right. I'll right. get it right. Either way, it's a blast. And basketball. I think one of us just got this. Thank you, FanDuel. Check it out right now. You get your uh, no sweat first bet acted uh, in there right now too. Well, they'll just pay you back up to a thousand dollars, even if you lose. Yep. It's beautiful. Uh, we got the twenty dollar opt in bet today, so these bets were on it's FanDuel. Easy. Great. And you get another one back tonight. Put your $10 on a four-legger tonight. They give it back to you, you win or lose. 10 bucks yep. back tomorrow. You can't lose right now on those bets that they're handing out. Their promotions are every day. So if you play your cards right, you won't even use your own money. Beautiful. Uh, good luck. FanDuel, thank you for making the world better. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. We're about ready to get out of here on a Thursday morning. Our bets are ready. We're all solid. TNT. NBA on TNT tonight. Suns, Clippers. I'm very excited. I have to get excited about it because football's over. I'm very no, excited about not. the Suns. Oh, XFL, USFL. We've got two months of what's this. I'll watch a couple of those games. Sure we will. You know well, why I can't? bet on them? It reminds me of COVID, too, because there's no one in the crowd. It's very <laughs> hard to watch. And there's some good football. But there's also some good football over at Mesa Community College when they take on the team from Idaho, <laughs> Craig's College or whatever the thing's called, it's like dominant in that division. You know dominance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Community college football? You know why I know it, too? We used to talk about it when we were Mesa Thunderbirds. We talked about that. I forget the name of the college. The I know is the college in Idaho. And in Napoleon Dynamite, one of the kids is wearing a shirt from that college. <laughs> now, they're dominant up there, too. It's a community college. Uh, dominance in the sporting world. Some team from Idaho. can't remember. It was like Dave's College. It's like the weirdest name ever. Clint or something like that. I can't remember. But they have good football games over there. I'm not going to go to an MCC game anytime soon. I can't have that kind of pride for my alma mater. (laughs) Nope. Just can't be done. Uh, it's 9.54. It's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. 
And they have everything you've ever wanted to keep your life and your loved ones safer. Just as simple as that. You head on over there. Oh, and by the way, happy anniversary to Josh Ackerman today. He's celebrating an anniversary. He works up there at the React Defense. One of the guys that uh, gets to teach me all sorts of stuff. And while he's at it, I get to punch Josh a lot. I actually feel kind of bad. Josh is so good at what he does. He just becomes the guy you hit. And he's like, yeah, you did good there. I'm like, man, oh, man, you guys are animals. They're amazing people, and they'll teach you all the right things. And you get to go. You get to actually be part of their scenarios instead of, like, what would happen. It's no miming. There's no mimity. It's all real-life activities, and you get to go with guys who know how to play. And it is a blast. You're getting the best training ever. And in the end, you become better. It's like what Monty Williams always says. Uh, the only thing worth doing is on the other side of hard. So if it's hard work, you're just going to be a little tougher at the end. If it was easy, you wouldn't care. If your life was easy, you wouldn't appreciate it. When it's hard, it makes your life easier, ironically. So that's what they do. They make this stuff kind of fun, and they make you actually deal with real-life scenarios, and then you walk out of there going, I know what to do, and it probably won't be as tough as what you're dealing with inside the building up there at the House of Brews. ReactDefense.com has got a seminar for ladies, uh, the self-defense course for just the ladies. That's coming up April 28th. And, of course, the gun one I've been telling you about, gun safety, the CCW licensing, all that stuff's available uh, on the 21st. And the gun safety thing is a must for you concealed carry folks because they teach you stuff you don't even think about. You will definitely have your mind altered just a little, and that's a good thing. It doesn't mean you were doing anything dumb. It just means you're a little stronger if you're going to carry a weapon around. There's some stuff you didn't think of, I guarantee you, until you go through this course. So check it out, reactdefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady Entertain. On the season premiere of Naked and Afraid. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, this is bad. This guy, Sam Mauser, he's English. He and his uh, partner were sleeping too close to the uh, fire, and the logs started sparking, and one of the sparks jumped up and burnt the helmet of his todger. Mm. Ooh. Prince Harry here, I've had that happen to me before. A little advice to you. Grab some of your mum's lip balm and rub it all over your dick. <laughs> that was the problem. That's what I used to do all the time, brother. Remember when my tadger got frostbitten? Elizabeth I told Arden. the story. Elizabeth Arden's delicious mommy lip balm, I called it. I don't know the real name, but I called it mommy smelly lips. Cotton candy. <laughs> I call, no, I called it, mom, call it that. mommy smelly lips. <laughs> lips yeah. of a princess, I called it, and I'd rub it all over my tadger. And then the smell of my dick reminded me of my mother on a, a warm spring morning. Yuck. Some of the finest memories I've ever had. Written in my uh, biography, if you're interested in it. People seem to have lost interest. Not enough stories about my mum's lips on my pee-pee, that's for sure. The old John Thomas used to get quite a treatment from mum's Elizabeth Arden's, hey, that's princess lip on your dick. I loved every second of it. So I can relate to this guy's tedger, but if I could, if I could give him one piece of advice, my mum's lips could fix that. Oh, the smell of my mum's lips. Every time I pull my pants down, I think of her. Stop it. It's true. The next day, they had a uh, nurse come out and rub some salve on it. That's right. Oh, I bet. She gloved up and... That's right. I just close my eyes and pretend it's me mum. That's what I do. Chapter 7. Camphophonique and my hemorrhoids remind me of my mum in the summer. Tyler Perry, his uh, film complex in Atlanta has caused property values in the area to jump. That means higher taxes. It's putting the squeeze on older and lower income residents that live in that area. So he's shelling out $750,000 so they can keep their homes. He'll cover the uh, tax increase for the next 20 years. He's also kicking in another 500000 a year for the next four years 
for a total donation of two point seven five million. Guys paying your taxes live in the area. We were busy, but I think Brett pointed to the sky like he'd spotted a Chinese balloon and we all kinda got lost for a second. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's okay. It Tom wasn't, Brady wasn't a Chinese balloon. No. Terry Lake, stand down. Tom Brady's producing a series on the life of John Madden. And uh Tom Brady's doing this? Yes. No kidding. Here's a guy who didn't expect that. This will be great. I think it's a way to introduce him to, you know, getting involved and getting used to his voice because he's going to be. You think Tom Brady's going to start doing that? Well, no, he's going to get in the booth. Well, I know, but you think he's going to. I think they're using him to cut his teeth. You think John Madden? Do the scripted John Madden. No, he's not going to do the Madden voice. Well, I know he's not going to do the Madden voice, but I don't think they even want the Madden cadence coming out of Tom Brady. He's too pretty. Here's a guy, whack, bam, boom. You don't want that coming out of Tom Brady's mouth. You know, I got this model at home. I give her the goods every night. Squirt, squirt, right in the face. Third down. <laughs> John's son, Mike, is very excited about it. He said, of all the guys, you know, my dad circled himself around some leading players in there. Tom Brady was definitely sure. in that huddle. I circled him right there on the Madden Telestrator. Yeah, I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think that's the mentor Tom Brady needs. I'd go with. He's not going to be a play-by-play guy, but I think that Tony Romo's on to something. Some people hate him, but I think he's phenomenal. And you think Tony Romo has insight on reading a defense before a play? Tom Brady will diagnose every single thing before that ball snapped every time. It's going to be an insight like you've never had. Um, Post Malone and Jewel will perform at the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. Interesting. And Vin Diesel will be introducing the players. I think he said LeBron is starting. Take five. Take Paul George. Fred Miller. Jason Tatum. That's not that. Miss that last one. speak fast. Oof. John Moran. I am Bron Bron. Jabroni? What? Brett, that's you. <laughs> and Ben Affleck will be uh, introducing the players in the All Star Celebrity Game tomorrow. All right, somebody I'm going to make Donuts headphones on his headset. I'm going to make a claim here, and I'm going out on a limb. But Vin Diesel will be the second greatest announcer named Vin ever. He'll get the crowd chair. What a great day for basketball as Vin Diesel tries to say words into a microphone. The second greatest Vin of all time. (laughs) This uh, university professor in London with a Ph.D. in music psychology, claims to have cracked the formula to creating a happy song. Basically, the song has to be in a major key with 137 beats per minute and other wow. musical. That's moving pretty quick. Yeah. You so, me, here are the top ten songs. For happiness. Yeah. Uh-oh. Happy from... Uh, yeah. Pharrell. Pharrell, thank you. September is number 10. That's a great Earth, Wind, song. and Fire. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. Waterloo, number nine, ABBA. Oh, number yeah. eight, YMCA, yeah, yeah. Village Waterloo. People. That's a very happy song. 
Um, Waterloo's a catchy bitch. I get around number seven, the Beach Boys. Good name. Sun is shining. Bob Marley. I'm not real out. I'm out with him. I don't <clears> like. <throat> I don't like any reggae. Anything. Number five, Uptown Girl, Billy Joel. Okay. Mm, Bubblegum. Not that Number high. four, Get the Party Started, Pink. Okay. Good one. Good song. Number three, House of Fun, Madness. I don't even know that song. House of Fun. Yeah. Really? I don't know that one. Number two, I Got You, I Feel Good, James Brown. All right. Oh, yeah. And the number one, Good Vibrations, The Beach Boys. I was going to say uh, Tears in Heaven. Oh, I thought you were going to say Let's Get Retarded. (laughs) No, that's Shocky John. That that was my happiest song ever. Because you know why? It didn't happen to me, so it made me feel good. You made me Google it. Yeah. The list of famous Vins <laughs> broadcasting is Vins six people long and Diesel second. Uh, yeah, because the third is Vin Baker, former uh, Seattle Sonic. Yeah, I can't imagine that's much better than Diesel. Uh, Vin Fonk is a TikTok star. Ooh, that sounded filthy. I know. Uh, Vin Abrenica is a TV actor, and Vin Rana is a TV actor. They're both in their thirties. From the uh, not, and then Vin, and then Vin Scully. doesn't even say where. Yep, and Vin, Vin Scully, of course. There's only one real Vin Baker's the second, the only one I know. Right. Of course, then there's... Well, and, and I go with your logic. Vin Baker is clearly third on that list. <laughs> right. I would put Diesel 2 on that. Yeah. Coming in at number two behind me, Vin Diesel. <laughs> and here's the starting lineup for the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates. Stargell. Willie Pop. Eight. Kent Colvey. He's got his oh, yeah. numbers. Not a starter. <laughs> Fireman Rolaids, Fireman Relief Award winner, Kent Uh God, he was great. That he submarine was. nonsense. Oh, man. Back in the days when closers were awesome. Three inning guys. Him and Quisenberry. Quisenberry. Yeah, him. Quisenberry was my favorite. Raleigh Fingers. Forget it. Dan Quisenberry faced the wrong way a few times. Yep. Gene Garber. All those guys that would turn around and look at second and then pitch. Anyway, uh, it's 10.05. Let's get the hell out of here. Larry's back today, everybody. Be nice to Larry. Uh, he'll give you nice things. Uh, Brady's got a zoo stuff. We're going to give more of those zoo prizes away so you can go to the wild, world, world life, world wildlife, wildlife zoo. Too world many W's, Brady. I'm struggling. World life, wildlife zoo. <laughs> world life. World life, wife. You've wife been hanging life. Brady too long. The wife life at the zoo. World wildlife zoo. I'll get it. Yeah. Right, right. World wildlife zoo. And Brady's going to get you guys down there. He's doing tours now. <laughs> many people will pass. Not pass as in I don't want to die. I mean, you're, you're going to get eaten by a hippopotamus. Wildlifeworld.com if you want to check out their website. And, uh, and the baby hippo. Good news is there will, there will Bubbles be... Bubbles the baby hippo. A professional... And I don't even want Christy to be the other what? member of the... Well, she She's just lies. Clearly a she, pro. she just lies about the fact. We had her in here, <laughs> asked her about some stuff, and she flat lied about it and tried to pass it as a story. I, I guarantee want, you will learn something. Right, but it won't be, it won't be true. <laughs> I want a zoologist, and I want one that knows it's zoologist. I want one that knows how to do it. They'll be there. All right. Just on your tour. Because you and Christy oh, yeah. wandering around just uh, like when you and I gave tours at the volcano that time to the Germans. Yeah. Yeah. To the Germans? Well, there was a group of Germans. I started to break off of their tour, and I started to tell them stories about how Colonel Sanders invented chicken there. The Germans? It's pretty great. Look at Bubbles. There's Bubbles, the baby hippo. Uh, soon to be a seven-ton human-killing machine. No, right it's now, a pretty hippo. Cute. Oh, it's a baby it's one. Baby. Okay. <laughs> Still. So a small... Child killing what, machine. Eight hundred pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty large. Mom's pretty big. If that's yeah. a, hey Brady, Nessie, that's, Nessie this is why about, he shouldn't do the tours. Nessie Don't goes worry about, about it. That uh, can't hurt you. Seven hundred pounds. Yes, that will hurt you. If some 
if a dipshit wanders into his cage, he goes, don't worry about it, it's a pygmy. <laughs> I wouldn't even trust, like, pygmies in the wild human. And they're tiny and they'll kill you. Pygmy hippo's still a hippo. Don't trust Brady when he says, go ahead, grab it. <laughs> this is why we need a professional with you. We might get to feed Nessie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You'll have fun on the tour, trust me, but none of the facts It'll are It'll be something, actually, all right. None of the facts are facts. Let me just preface that. Bank it. Christy tried to tell us that sloths invented avocados by eating avocados, and all I had to do was go, well, if they were already eating them, they'd already been invented. <laughs> she looked at me like nobody's ever questioned this terrible, factless story. Just keep your hand brain with you on the tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do like what Brady would do and look yep. up all this stuff. I know <laughs> different. Uh, we're all done. Let's get out of here. Larry's next. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. So long. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. You've been listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness, brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. You can drive away in a brand new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details.